force is about to awaken when we take part in a board game birthday, discuss our Christmas board game lists, and challenge the dark side in a playthrough review of Star Wars Imperial Assault. Welcome to episode 23 of Talk About Board Games podcast. I am Lord Fred, and I sent a disturbance in our podcast, one that I have not felt for at least two weeks. Nicole is here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, it's a week until the new Star Wars movie comes out, and you know what that means, Nicole? We're not going on the first night because it'll be way too crowded. That's right. It means we'll be seeing it in about five weeks. <laughs> before that. I don't know about that. You know, the whole episode, we can't just be talking about Star Wars. Let's be honest. Yeah, no. Because we play a lot of other games that aren't Star Wars. That's true. So let's talk about some of the other games that we've recently played. We like to game with gods. We like to game with dice. So this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what God played. All right, Nicole. Now, we recently played Cosmic Encounter. We did. Now, this is one of these legendary games. Yes. I would say legendary probably because certain people that are really big in the board game, you know, podcasting, reviewing, world. criticism kind of world really like this game. Really like this game. Really do. Really now, do. Now, this is the second time you and I have played this. Yes. We haven't really talked about it on this the This is show. the first time we've really gotten to play it, though. Well, yeah, because last time, I mean, both times we played it, we played with, uh, I think, eight people the first time and seven people the second time, right? Seven and a half. <laughs> well, that's because someone started and before it got and to their quit. turn, they quit. <laughs> and then someone else joined in, played like half a round and then quit. Was that, ha is that what happened? Yeah. That's weird. That's why that's there weird. was like one blue ship on my stuff, at right. one, on my worlds at one right. point. Now, so for people who haven't played Cosmic Encounter... You have, you have like a series of planets, like five planets. Five planets, and they have four ships on each planet that are your ships that are yours. And when it becomes your turn, you draw cards from the top of this deck, and it tells you who you're going to attack. Right. And it just it just designates a color. Like everybody's planets are a different color, mm -hmm. and it just tells you you're going to attack this person's planet. Yes. Now, when you attack them, you can you can do it with up to four ships. And you can take those ships from any of your planets, and you you point this little cone thing they give you at their planet that you want to at land one of their, on. One right. of their planets. Because the goal of this game is to get your ships on what is it? Five, uh, five different planets. Yes. So if you're if you're the first person to get your ships on five different planets, doesn't matter what color planets, just five, you win the game. Yes. <laughs> and so whenever you start this, now you have a hand of cards. You do have a hand of cards, and these cards have either attack values. They have negotiation on them, or they have, like, special, special ability kind yeah. of cards. Like, artifacts is what they usually call them. Right. And you sort of, like, you know, you play your card to the table, and you decide, okay, you try to bluff the other person, and you're trying to negotiate with them or try to convince them, you know, possibly that you're not going to attack them or you're going to attack with way too high of card or whatever. Plus, you can ask for help from the right. other players. Mm-hmm. So half the table might be helping you while the other half the table is helping your opponent. Right, because right after you play these cards down, 
then you can ask for help. Mm -hmm. And nobody knows what you played on the table. Mm -mm. The other person that you're attacking or invading doesn't know what you're playing. You don't know what they've played in return. And then you start asking for help. Now, this doesn't really... Who helps who doesn't matter as much other than if you help the attacker, your ship goes on the planet as well. Right. If you help the defender, you get ships of yours that have been destroyed back and also more cards into your hand. They they weren't destroyed. They went to the warp. Right. Well, they're technically they're destroyed and now they're in the warp and you can't use them until they come out of the warp. That doesn't make any sense. They can't be destroyed if you get them back. Look. They're just in the warp. Look. And you have to do the time warp again to get them out. Oh, God. It's just a jump to the left. Oh, my God. They just step to the right. Oh, no? my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're not destroyed, though, is my point. Because <laughs> you get them back. Oh, my God. Okay. But I think we have, were we doing that wrong then? Because we were getting help and then playing cards. Not playing cards and then getting help. I mean, that may have been the flow of it. I can't remember. I think well, so. I think it wouldn't matter. Were we doing it wrong? No, we we, we were playing cards down. I okay. mean, it, it that's kind of how it goes. You play a card down, and then you wrong, try I to blame get Daniel. No. It doesn't matter. I don't think that <laughs> that flow necessarily would change the game. Well, yeah, true. Um, so then you start telling people. You're telling the other person. Well, no, we did ask for help first because people were getting really mad because we were playing artifacts after the fact. After oh yeah, the fact and and, and negating right. all that. So you ask for first. help. You ask for help. Like the attacker gets to ask specific people. And they all say, I don't know, maybe, for some reason, they don't say yes or no. And then the defender can ask whoever they want, but the they can't ask people who have sided with the attacker. Right. Is that right? Yeah. It was kind of strange. Nobody was siding with me, so it didn't matter. Except for the <laughs> one guy, the orange guy. I negotiated with you once. Was that when everybody was against me? I, I got is, rid of everybody, every and so then I, I negotiated with you. Oh, yeah, because you were against You were like, yeah, I was you were attacking. my direct opponent. No, you were. I think you were attacking me. Right. I was saying nobody was helping me. Right. Negotiating <laughs> with me is not helping me. I was still fighting you. <laughs> I let you land my space, your spaceship on my planet. Let's just t- let's just <laughs> get to the chase on this one. Okay. So here's the deal. This game. I mean, honestly, you're negotiating a lot. You're negotiating with people to help you or not. You're negotiating with the person you're landing on their planet or not. And ultimately, you know, none of this really matters that much until someone's like close to getting their fifth. And then all of a sudden, yeah. no one wants to work with them at all. Right. And then they're trying to find some way. Right. They and wanna... then, then they're like trying to go through the deck to find some magic card that will, alt, you know, automatically make them win. Which is probably really possible because, I mean, I came from pretty far yeah. behind. Now, the first game of this we ever played, we played eight players and five people got to take turns and the game was over. Yeah. And we were not in right. any of those I was five in people. position six. You were in position seven. And we didn't get to play the game. No. We started the game and we lost the game before we actually got to really do much except for just help attack or help defend. Right. But we never actually got a player turn. No. Which is ridiculous. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> also, uh, if you succeed on your attack, then you get to take another attack turn. Right. On your turn. So you get to do two if as long as the first one's successful. So if you were successful in the second one, were you supposed to take another turn? No. It was just the two? Nope, just okay. the two. So... Like I said, tons of negotiation. Like yeah. almost the entire game is negotiation, and you pretty much are trying to get people to work with you until you get to like near winning, and then no one works with you at all, and you try to force the situation. Right. Now, something else I haven't mentioned is you get every, there's like a ton of aliens in this game, and every alien has these abilities, and sometimes up to like three on a single card. Right. And they discuss, you know, when they can be, you know, performed, and they're just, they're really random and really different. 
Yeah. <coughs> I think the only one that really got used a lot was Daniel's uh, alien could, right. if he was in the battle, he could ask you a, a yes or no question mm-hmm. and you had to answer answer truthfully. Right. So he could ask you something like, okay. Um, Are you going to play a negotiation card? Right. Are you playing a card that's higher than 10? Yeah. An attack card higher than 10 or whatever. Right. And that's. And you had to answer. Right. So that power got used a lot. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. My power did not get used a single time and I could not figure out a circumstance when it could have been used. Oh. It was a, I was a locust. Right. So if I was the only being on a foreign planet, mm-hmm. then I just got to keep the whole planet and it counted as a victory point for me that I couldn't lose, which nobody lost victory points anyway at any point. So hmm. it, I don't even ha- know how that happens. I don't know. I, the, mine, mine was, was I got to, whenever I would discard a card, I could take the card I played and put it on my character sheet instead that stopped other people who could go into the discard pile from getting good attack cards that I had discarded. But nobody was able to do that. <clears throat> no, but my character could. Was what's, what's weird, and I, I missed my one opportunity. If I successfully, uh, or no, if if one of my planets was taken over, completely taken over, and I wasn't on it, I could go into the discard pile and take any card I wanted out of the discard pile. Yeah. And that happened to one of my planets. But then you could do anything with that card. Right. So it seemed Until kind of my next pointless. turn. But in this game, and in this in this one we did, we got we actually got all the way around the table almost twice. Right. We got all the way to the end of the second round of around the table, <clears throat> and then then the uh, people who won won, didn't they? Yeah. It was kind of uh, shady, though. It was extremely because I shady. heard Daniel say out loud, right at the top of the game, "You're not allowed to show off your uh, your cards to other people." Right. And I'm sitting right next to his sister, and she blatantly shows her cards to the girl who's finishing the game, who then includes <laughs> includes me, who is at four four colonies, and Daniel's sister, who's at four colonies, mm-hmm. in the attack group. Right. And then, and then utilizes the information she got to overwhelm Daniel with attack power. So that he would not win. Right. By showing her cards and saying, because um, she had this was her ability. She had the, was it the mirror or something like that? What was yeah, it? Yeah, it was something like that. If you, whenever, okay, if you played a card, anybody helping you, if they yeah. had that same card, they could play it as well. And that all added in together. So she right. played an, an eight attack and then you were helping. So you were able to play an eight attack and then Jamie was helping. So she was able to play an eight attack. Right. All those I had no idea that, came together. I had no idea that I had the card that would match what they were doing. But, but it, right at the top of her knew. attack, she goes like this. She goes, I'm attacking Daniel and I'm including Fred <clears throat> and I'm including, uh, what's her name? Jamie. Jamie. And all three of us are going to help. And we put all our ships down and I saw her go, yeah, I'll help as long as you have the, one of these cards. And she shows her hand, flashes her whole hand, like kind of hidden away from Daniel <laughs> across the table and then she uh, proceeds to play the card that would give the multiplier and then ask, they both look at me and say, do you have an eight card, a power eight card? And I said, yeah, because her card, if, if this girl said attack power plus eight, because you get to add the amount of ships that are attacking the planet plus whatever card number you play, and that becomes your attack value. And if yours is larger than the other, than the defenders, and you successfully invade the planet, 
Otherwise, it doesn't. Right. And this became 8 times 8 times 8, which is like 512, you know. Did you do the math? I think so. I didn't do the math. <laughs> it was like 512. <laughs> well, the largest card in the entire game is 40. Yeah. So there was it's no a, way. I thought they were just supposed to be added together. It's th- either way. the. Either way, either way, I'm pretty sure that was a flat-out cheating ending. It doesn't matter. It, Daniel wasn't going to win. Here's the thing. They have, like, a weird tradition right. where they'll get together on Daniel's birthday <laughs> and play a bunch of games, yes. but no one ever lets him win. Right. <laughs> it's, their, it's their thing. <coughs> That's their tradition. Right. Make Daniel lose. So yep. Daniel lost <laughs> at yep. all costs. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I think. It, well, and see, that certainly didn't help mm. me because the only one who was helping me, the guy who was playing Orange, right. which I, sorry, I don't remember his name, um, and Daniel would help me. That's it. Well, the minute Daniel starts <laughs> to help me, I'm doomed. Right. Because nobody will let him win. <clears throat> well, that's so I bad. didn't win. Yeah. But guess who did? Well, you I won. And Jamie, a tie win. <laughs> Right. Which she was fine with. Which tie wins are a normal part of this game. Yeah, which I it think happens is all the time. weird. I, I, there's no tiebreaker. It's just a combined win. Well, also this ending was a king-making ending because the girl who's doing the... The person who's doing the attack is picking two other people to win, not trying to win herself at all. Yeah. Only purpose like is to make win. Daniel lose the game. And it, by just asking you and Jamie for help, right. she knew you were going, if she won that hand, you two would win. Right. Period. Right. So, eh. I don't know. I, and I, I, the other time that we played this game was the same kind of circumstance, I think, too. Uh, the last oh, time it, it, it was, they, it they had something called again? like, well, it was at his birthday, but they weren't trying to beat him. They weren't in the game. Yeah. And, uh, what was kind of weird about that is there was one of the guys had a special power that was like parasite, which means that he could like somehow force his way into other invasions. Oh. There was something weird where he was able to exploit this superpower, the secret power or whatever that kicked everybody's butt. I don't know. Here's what I know. After two times playing this game, mm-hmm. I don't think it's for me. Whoa. I don't care for it. This is not your game. This is not my game. <laughs> it's Why? just I I don't like it. I don't I don't like being picked on or having to pick on others. And that's what yeah. I feel like you're constantly doing in this game. Right. I mean, it's just I think it's a little let's too pick uh, somebody who we're not going to help. <laughs> like like I here's don't the like thing. It. The whole thing's over in like 30 minutes. So it doesn't bug me too bad. Yeah. Uh I don't think I, I, personally, I don't feel like it gets it deserves all the accolades it gets. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I think like it's it. okay, but I think it's a little bit too wild west for me because it's all over the place. Yeah, I don't feel like there's any strategy to it. I think it's. I don't know. I think it's it's a popularity contest, is what it feels like. You and I'm so? never the popular kid ever. See, we'll never just play, have been. We'll play never Great Dal Moody if we're going to do that. <laughs> I don't. <clears throat> we've played that once upon <laughs> a long time ago. I know. Anyhow, I'm done talking about that game. <laughs> All right, enough about Cosmic Thank Encounter. Thank goodness. That's not in our top 100. No. <laughs> uh, the next one I played, now you didn't get a chance to play this. I played a game called Bottle Imp. I didn't get to play that one. Now, right up front, I'm going to tell everybody it's out of print. <laughs> but it's neat. It's a four-player game, too. Um, was it, Yeah, it was only four players. You're yeah, right. That's why there were like a couple of us that were just kind of like, okay, not playing with you because you're playing a four-player game. Looked over, and a bunch of the girls were playing Fireball Island. Which is also... <laughs> which is a four-player game. Ridiculous. So, we went off and played Red 7. All right. So, talk about your Bottle Imp. Bottle Imp. 
Uh, at the top of the game, you have this little bottle in the middle of the table, and you have a 19 underneath it. The 19's not playable. Now, the thing that's significant about the bottle is 19 represents the trump number right now at the top of the game. Okay? Okay. Everybody at the start of the game gets a hand of cards, and they ante one of them into the center of the table. Now, the cards have two different values on them. They have a numerical value of, like, 1 to 37, of course, 19 missing. Right. Because it's in the middle of the table at the start of the game. The other thing it has is a series of, like, little coins on the sides of it, just underneath the number that represents how many points it's worth, uh, usually in victory. But as at the top of the of the round, you ante in these cards, and that's how much whoever is stuck with the trump at the end of it is going to lose in points. Oh. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> now, uh, usually... The lower the card numbers, the less coins on the card. For some reason, that's just how they build the game, and it's it's has something to do with like taking tricks versus taking trumps. Taking trumps gets you less points, but you know, and more risk. But taking tricks, which is like taking a hand by having the highest number, will take a trick. Understand? So here's how okay. it plays. Okay. So like if I if I play on the on the first round, I open up, and you got three different colored suits, right? And it's just like spades, kind of, except you know where you have to play the same suit. So if I play a yellow suit out, you have to play a yellow suit if it's in your hand. Okay. Okay. Now, the person who is the closest and below the trump card number becomes will take the trump and take the hand for that round, no matter how high the numbers go. So if I play an 18, for instance, mm-hmm. underneath on the table by the 19, I'm going to take that trump because there's only one 18. Right. And I will take the hand no matter what anyone else plays. Okay. <clears throat> right. Right. So here's here's a trick is trying to you're you're gonna take you want to take the trump a little bit, but you want to get rid of it. You have to get rid of it before the end of the of the round because the points in the middle add up pretty fast. And you'll end up with negative points if you do poor enough in the rest of the round. Okay. So on rounds where people don't play underneath the trump, you can play highest card number and you'll get all the coins for that, which usually results in really big paydays, right? Okay. And so you're just playing rounds of cards like that until you run out of cards. And then whoever's stuck with the Trump at the end of it, which usually gets stuck with somebody playing, you know, you know, the Trump number will be like something usually in the single digits by the end of it. And uh, <clears throat> it plays a lot like spades, but it was actually a lot of fun, especially yeah. that negative number aspect where there's this random ante of numbers at the start of it. And you just play to a set number of points and the points are the number of coins on every card, not the number numerical value. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Hmm. Not bad. Um <clears throat> what else? Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I had a pretty good time with it. And uh, it was, what's funny is I guess it's a pretty popular game. And, and Daniel was describing that he really had a, you know, a lucky moment when he ran into it in this game store that kind of had it thrown in the corner with a bunch of other, you know, card games that didn't sell. Yeah. And he was like, wow, this is supposed to be really good and got it. And it was, it actually was pretty good. Not bad. So it's the minimum, minimum players you could use. Was I bet you a, could play two. Could you do two? Yeah. Do two. I can't talk. <laughs> yeah, you can. Huh, okay. You can play spades too, right? I don't know. I don't know. Either way, bottle imp, if you see it, <laughs> not a bad trick-taking game, you know, but it's it's pretty simple. It's something, I mean, definitely falls in the category of could play with non-gamers pretty easily. Right. Right? As long as, if, if especially if they know what a trick and a trump is, you're already 90% of the way there. Right. You just kind of redefine most, what they mean. Most people who've played any kind of card games usually do. Right. So... Now, we did play another uh, game. We played Good Cop, Bad Cop, didn't we? Who won Bottle Imp? Oh, I won Bottle Imp. 
Okay. <laughs> I got just like, checking. Oh well, never mind. <laughs> so and then we played Good Cop, Bad Cop. Yeah. Right. Well, I played Red Seven. How was Red Seven? It was fun. Yeah, That's we've talked about it before. I know it was still fun. But it's been a long did time. Did you win it? No. What? I don't win games. I how, just play games. How did you not win that? <laughs> Sabrina won twice. Chris won once. Yeah. And I was the first one out every time. Mm. <laughs> I'm just not lucky. Oh no. All right. So we did get a chance after you played Red. You played Red Seven while I was playing Bottle It. Yeah, because everybody else was busy too. So right. Chris and Sabrina and I played. It was fun. Cool. So we played good good cop bad cop, and we played a. <laughs> what we play? Good cop bad cop. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say poop? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you said it like four times. All right. Okay. So we played good cop bad cop. Right, and we played an eight player game of that, wasn't it? I think so. It was the full amount. It was that the we full could amount, do. which is eight. Yes. One, two, two three, three, four, four, five, six, seven. No, we played seven. No, we didn't. We played eight. You're right, eight. <laughs> Just added per- one person to the couch. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now, uh, this game is a quick sort of hidden role game. It's sort of like Werewolf in that kind of vein of, of this hidden role game where, you know, somebody's a bad guy, somebody's good guys, except in this case, it's a te- somebody's on a team of bad guys and somebody's on a team of good guys. And it's kind of neat how they, how they get this, this position really quick. I mean, they, they, there's a couple of cards that they deal out, the kingpin and the agent card. And those, no matter what you have in your hand, whenever you look at these cards in your hand at the start to figure out what you are, you're going to be good or bad. If you have the agent, you're going to be good. And if you have the kingpin, you're going to be bad. Right. And he shuffles those up with, uh, what is it? What do you have in his hand? He had one card per person. Right. And then he shuffled the other cards, dealt like random cards on top of those so, so he, that so he would have a hand of eight. You each get three those. cards. Everybody gets three cards. <clears throat> but the first round of the table, right. he will take eight cards Six of which are mm-hmm. just random, two of which are the agent and the kingpin. He'll mix those right. eight cards up, deal those out. Nobody looks at anything yet. Then he'll take the remaining cards and deal two more cards to everybody. Which so are you half, are guaranteed that yeah. no one person is both agent and kingpin. Right, and, and what he has is a deck that has half bad guys and or crooked cops and half honest cops. Right. Is what they're labeled as. And he shuffles us up. So you could have potentially, you know, quite a few of either side without really knowing at the yeah. top. You definitely have a good guy because one person's the agent. You definitely have a bad guy because one person's the kingpin. Right. Now, but depending on how the cards lay or land, if two of your cards, like let's say that you don't have the agent or the kingpin, if mm-hmm. two of your cards are honest, then you're an honest cop. If two of your cards right. are crooked, then you're a crooked cop. If all three are honest, then great. If all three are right. crooked, then there you go. So you've got these three cards and you keep them spread out in front of you and you look at all of them yeah. and you figure out what you are. Okay, and then you but keep. But you it, have to keep them in the right, in the same order. Right, you don't. You. you don't really get to move them around. You can look at them again, but you can't move them around. Right. And the reason being is because on on someone's turn, they can do a few different things. They can take a gun. They can aim a gun, which there's four gun tokens in the middle of the table, and they can take one from the middle. The price of which is to flip up, flip face up one of your roll cards, mm-hmm. so people get a hint of what you are. You can aim that gun at the end of your turn, and you can shoot that gun at the top of your turn. Um, also, you can take you can, a gear card, which is in the middle. It's just from a deck of cards. You just take one of them. And if you do that, them. then you have to reveal one of your cards as right, well. Right, because they're pretty powerful. 
you get a gear card at the top of the game as well. Mm-hmm. And you can also do what's normally done on someone's turn. You investigate someone, which means you reach over and you pick up one of their three cards that are, you know, static in position and look at it and then secretly put it back down. And you can say whatever you want about that card. You just cannot show that card to anyone. Right. And, of course, the, as the game goes around the table, people start finding stuff out and people are, you know, accusing other people of being bad guys and, you know, just... uh the normal werewolf, you know, hidden roles kind of thing. And they're using cards to make people like I had a card that, you know, whenever someone investigated someone and looked at their role, I could play a card at that moment that made them go ahead and turn that card face up. Right. And so in our game, we started like finding out who was who pretty quick. We found oh, yeah. out that Chris was a bad guy. We found out that Daniel was a bad guy. And we were pretty sure that uh, a lot of people were looking at my agent card because I was the agent in this game. Yes. And that was the first card that I saw. Right. You saw that, and so did Frank. You both saw the, that card, and oh. I was like, well, two people know. And the first thing Nicole does right after seeing that I'm an agent is immediately grab a gun from the middle of the table and start pointing <laughs> no, it at me. No, I stole a gun. I That's had an right. equipment card, and I stole and a gun And then you from aimed Chris it at me at the, at your turn, and I'm, I'm saying, okay. That was a stupid move, by the way. <clears throat> at the point you did that, I Daniel already had two bad guy cards face up, and so did Chris, and I had two bad guy cards in front of me plus the agent cards. I was only the agent by the agent card. Uh-huh. And so I was like, well, that's already half the bad guy cards that can be in this game. Yeah. Maybe even, you know, probably at least half. Or at the, at, if not more than half. I don't even know. I don't know. Either. I didn't pay attention to that part. I did. Yeah. And then I started like, uh, then you flip one of your cards face up and I was like, oh yeah, she's, she's the kingpin. <laughs> I was. I was <laughs> and so, the kingpin. <laughs> and so it, it, after like another round or so, I think we only went around the table like three like, or four times. Yeah. It wasn't very, mo- very much. <clears throat> By turn three, I shot Daniel. Yeah. By turn three, Chris was shot already before Daniel was shot. It, they were two bad guys. Was everybody else at the table honest except for you? I think so. Yeah, yeah. everybody was. Right. Yeah. So you guys got just destroyed. Destroyed. Quick. Yeah. Because it was it was like five to three in the in the setting. But yeah, then I got Frank to shoot you, and you were the kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't so have I to lost, argue that hard. I lost that game, and you won that game. Right, well, you and everybody else, because you were all honest cops. But I was the agent. I was the leader. Yeah. So I won one. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's one squared for me. That game was okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It played fast. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it, would you, like, okay, so the, this this game really, I think it would measure up a lot better against Resistance than it would against uh, One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Yeah. I <laughs> Yeah. I think I it does. Uh, and But, I mean, honestly, would you say... I wouldn't say this replaces Resistance to me. No. I think Resistance is still a little more fun. I think there's more mm-hmm. intrigue in Resistance than there is in this one. I think so, too. And I think the, the aiming and the shooting was a little confusing. I think the deduction Not in this one... confusing, just... I don't know. It took so long to get around the table. There's only right. four guns anyway. If right. somebody's just still kind of looking at other people's cards... Right. Like and at one point there were no guns. Like I wanted to shoot you. Right. Well, I did shoot you once, but because you were the agent, I right. had to be able to shoot you with a gun. That's what again. revealed that I was the agent. Yeah. So it was revealed that you were the agent, and then you had to get shot again. Right. Well, then everybody else had the guns. I had no way to shoot you on my right. next turn. I couldn't get a gun not. from anyone. Right. So I just didn't. I should have kept that that steal a gun card right. and just taken a gun the first time. But then I would have had to reveal a card, which I didn't have to reveal the first time. Yeah. So I thought I was doing the right thing. I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot more thinkiness to it than I really thought there was. Well, 
I don't know. I think that this is like one of these, it's sort of a race to find the solution to the puzzle and react to it Yeah. in this one. Whereas I think uh, resistance, I don't think that you always get the solution to the puzzle. You don't get the absolute solution. You're still at the end going to be, what were you again? And you were, this one seems to get there a little faster. Yeah. That, that's that. one thing because I, I I've played games of the resistance where I, I ended the game going there was no way we were going to ever win that we yeah. never we never made the right you know call or you know the right coin toss as to who we were going to look at or you know trust this yeah. one this one seemed like it was inevitable that you were going to get most of the information and probably be able quick, to kill someone yeah you really did get it quick yeah so I mean this is pretty good not not too bad I wouldn't say it's probably as intriguing as the resistance but still it's still, still a fun. good little game mm-hmm. for sure. Now, in all those games, as Nicole revealed earlier, came from Daniel's birthday game day. And he does this every year. It's a lot of fun. He invites everybody over. But something else we did that we should just mention, even though it has nothing to do with board games, is we went and saw the Krampus movie yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. And the reason I want to mention it is because we we played the Krampus game on this podcast. Or no, we didn't. We talked about it on this podcast. We talked about it. Yeah. It was the uh, Krampus. Touch of Evil. Yeah. Game for Touch of Evil. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, we saw this movie was coming out, and we were like, "This, how is this going to measure up against, you know, the, the legend of Krampus, you know? Yeah. And, was, uh, I mean, it was okay. I, I thought he looked really cool. Yeah, he looked neat. Yeah, that part was pretty awesome. They got the look down. There were a couple little cheesemo things. <clears throat> right. It's. I mean, it's a comedy slash horror film slash Christmas movie. Slash PG-13. Yeah, well... Okay. What do you expect out of a Christmassy theme movie? <laughs> I, I, They're I, not going to make it rated R. Well, well, I, guess I would have loved it if they had. They don't do that much anymore. I think it needed that little R rating just to kind of push it up another notch. But I don't know what you would have done to, to do that other than getting a bunch of blood and gore. And I don't think that would have been necessary. It would have helped me. Eh. I think the biggest thing, uh, I mean, not giving too much of this away. Um, it gets a little fairy tale-ish like almost like in the shrek kind of direction and if you watch this movie you'll know exactly what i mean when you see it but just think that just think a horror movie on the level of like gremlins or something like that yeah because gremlins is a christmas movie as well i don't like gremlins but it's like gremlins with a sprinkle of shrek in okay and when you watch it you'll know what i mean if that doesn't sound like your thing you know, probably not worth seeing. I, I would say definitely check it out, you know, next Christmas on Netflix is what I would say, to be honest. Here's something else I'll say, though. This what? was our first time going to this particular movie theater. Right. Or my, my first time. I mean, well, they've remodeled it since I've been there or something. Right. They had, like, little recliners. And, like, we were up pretty... Like, you can get... Uh, take reservations for which seat that you want in the theater. They pretty much force you to, from what I can tell. Oh, okay. You well, get assigned a seat. We were, like... It, it was a sold out theater, and so we were pretty far to the front. But man, you were able to recline in these in these cushy chairs and put your feet up and relax, and that made the movie experience a whole lot better. Yeah, I don't know how widespread that is. That's AMC that's doing that, and it it does it have powered cool. seats that that recline for you. Yeah, that's that makes going to the movies a lot more entertaining for me because right. that is one of my biggest complaints, especially. And I hate to say this out loud, but as I get a little older, those chairs sometimes really suck <laughs> by the end of a couple hours. I'm just like creaky and I don't like it. I don't want to sit here anymore. Yeah. And if it's a, you know, the worse the movie is, the worse the chairs feel. So. Right. Well, the, 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 we, we usually don't go to movies is why we haven't, we've They're seen one movie this entire days. year. Yeah. 
They're they're way more than I mean we used to be able to go in the evenings for like five bucks each, no big deal. Right. Now it's like eight fifty in the evenings to go see something that in three months I'm gonna be able to download for four bucks. It's more than eight fifty in the, in the evenings. In the comfort... We had the matinee price, Nicole, of eight fifty. Oh crap, you're right. It was. I don't even know how much it is at night then. It, I think it's like ten or twelve dollars. Yeah. Which is insane to me. Right. When I'm going to be able to watch it, like I said, in three months on my TV on (laughs) demand for four dollars. Right. From the comfort of my couch, which is super comfy in comparison to (laughs) most of the awful chairs. All right. Well, but those chairs made a big difference. (laughs) Enough about your movie theater woes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You started this, sir. Well, I was talking about Krampus, not the theater. (laughs) Well, yeah, but that's all a part of the movie movie theater crampiness. (laughs) 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 All right. So with Krampus comes Saint Nick, and that piqued my interest, Nicole. And so I, I kind of put it out there on our guild. What? is on your Christmas list. What board games are on your Christmas list? And I think you and I have got to reveal this right now. Okay. Whew. Wow. Would you look at that? Magnificent. Here are some peaked interests. All right, Nicole. Yeah. I think we should lead off with ours. Okay, hold on. Really? Ice cubes? Sorry, I had really? an ice cube in my mouth, and it was like, well, that jingle wasn't as long as I'd hoped. <laughs> now, we, you and I decided that we would talk about our games that are on our Christmas list. We would do five of them. Yes. Right? Okay. Now, I got a couple of runner-ups, I'm going to admit. <laughs> That's good. That's my fault. Okay. But uh, And then we'll, we'll discuss some of the ones that the, the people put on the guild. Okay. Okay. And All once right. again, anybody who wants to take part in these kind of things, if you're a member of our guild and you look at stuff, I will post topic threads that ask for this information, and we will include you on in our podcast. Right, Whether Nicole? you like it or not. No, I'm just right. kidding. Would you like me to start, or do you want to start? Um, I'm just going to tell you right now that mine are in no particular order. Mine are in no particular order. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to lead or you want to lead? Uh, it's up to you. I just asked you. Rock, paper, scissors? No. Okay, well then you go. <laughs> All right. The first one is one that I've I've been looking at for a year to go on sale. Now I've been now everybody everybody knows that that board game sites like Cool Stuff Inc. or Miniature Market do daily sales. Right. right? And I've been looking for this one. I've been looking at this, I mean, nearly every day for the entire year for this one item to go on sale for half off. And I haven't been able to find it for that. I can get it for cheaper, but I haven't done it. And that is Arcadia Quest's expansion from the grave. I thought you were like kickstarting that or something. No, I kickstarted Arcadia Quest Inferno. What's the difference? That's the next base game that they're coming out with. With expansions. Okay, I gotta write these down. Don't write this down. What are you doing? How dare you? I'll give you the paper afterwards. You don't have to write it. Yes. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Stop that right now. What? The reason I want this is because it does give you uh, an additional enemy type of undead creatures, and I like all the models. I think they look really neat. And I know you're like, we haven't even played the base game of this yet. Right? Right. Why do you want an expansion already? I don't care. I like them. I think they look cool. I want them. (laughs) That's how that works. I want to play that game. It's fun as I long know. as as long as we're all okay being mean to each other. I mean, because yeah. honestly, as mean as you can be in this game, you respawn right back in again, 
and you still are able to kind of modify your characters and build them up at least a little bit. It's not as bad as like, say, Lost Legends, where you're playing individual heroes and if you lose really, really bad, you don't get to upgrade anything. Yeah. This one, you'll still have enough to at least upgrade a little bit in between okay. sessions. And then on the course of, over the course of a campaign, your team of heroes will grow and prosper and potentially take the title, you know, because it's like a big tournament over the course of a session, like many sessions, but you kind of are all fighting to the same goal. Well, I want to play it too. It's neat. Okay. You just say when. <clears throat> well, I'm saying that that's the first one on my list right there. Okay. You're going to get mad at me. I'm ready. Right off the bat. Get ready because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally bring it. The first thing on my list is just something I want for Christmas. It's not a game, but it looks like a puzzle. It's a Swiss mini cheese knife block set. And the little knives. This is not a like board a game. What, what is know, wrong with I have, you? I know, but because I have nothing. For I only could find four. What? What? I seriously only have four. I have two honorable mentions that I don't necessarily you want. You want a cheese block? I want a cheese block. I really, really want it, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> I can only find four, and the honorable My mentions goodness. are just like if you really can't figure out anything for someone, then fine. I I picked seven games. I know I could only find four. Okay, all right, cheese the game. <laughs> we can we can bring it out when we play Mice and Mystics. When are we playing time. that? You don't know. All right, we're so. gonna do a campaign, right? The next and one. We'll have cheese. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Pants back on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The next one on my list is, it might be kind of a curveball, but it's a game called Above and Below. Really? Yes. That's on your list? Yes. Okay. Why? It's on my list. You can't have it. No, I want it. No. I even wrote a little description about it. All right, I'm going to cross it out on my list. That game doesn't count. I'm going to sub in one of my substitutes. Hold on. substitute. Hold on. I'm subbing in one of my runner-ups. So, I kind of was wanting to get Mage Wars Academy. Okay. So, there you go. That's my second one. Mage Wars Academy. Now, this one just seems to give you... I I looked at it, and it plays a lot like Mage Wars. Which you already have. Well, no, but it it feels a lot like Mage Wars, but it seems like... I'm I'm not even going to kid you. It, like, plays like Magic the Gathering with dice. That's what it looked like when they were playing it. That and that's how it felt neat. to me. And I was kind of like, "That's this is neat. You're you're still kind of playing Mage Wars because you still have all the mechanics and all the, the all the ideas contained in Mage Wars, except now you're you've got these creatures out in front of you and you're turning them on their side, aka tapping copyright Wizards of the Coast, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. So Mage Wars Academy. That's that's put that in the place. What's your next one? Well, then I'll talk about above and below. Why do you want that game? Because Who would it want sounds that? cool. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want that? It's got storytelling to it. What kind of storytelling? It, okay, the description that I read said right? that you found a new village, and in your new village, you discovered a little cavern system. And in that cavern system, there's treasures and resources, and you have to take your little village people and have them do a little YMCA dance all the way down to the... I was going to say, I'm going to take the Indian. <laughs> You take the cowboy. I'll get the cowboy. You take the biker. <laughs> Anyhow, but they go, they have to go into the cavern. Right. And every time they do that, they have to get, you have to read like a paragraph out of the adventure book. Mm-hmm. And your decisions are going to affect what happens as you go delving yeah. into the caverns. Yeah, that's what sounds neat about this to me. 
isn't the game as much as it is just the story. Yeah, I think that sounds awesome. Because I, I've heard people, like, I've actually heard someone say at this point, now this might be completely bonkers, but they say, this is my favorite storytelling game. It's even better than Tales of Arabian Nights or Agents of Smirsh. Yeah. And I'm kind of going, I don't know if I trust that. I don't know, but I'm definitely wanting to try it out. Supposedly it's really, really good. The story yeah. is really fun. So... Who buys that one then? Well, I guess you're gonna. You might get it. I don't know. I've yeah. already crossed. That's not on my list. That's not on your list anymore. No, it's not on my list. This is terrible. No, it's not. <laughs> Crossover games. Okay, next. Mine. Okay, so the hype machine is has sold me a game here, and that is Blood Rage. I knew you were gonna say that. Is that on your list? No. Why? I have no. It's okay. You know how they say don't oh, judge a book go. by here its cover? I say blood rage and you get to trash it. Here I'm we go. I'm totally judging a book by its cover. <laughs> I look at that and go, no, I, I don't, I don't, uh-uh. No. Mm-mm. Wait, let me look. No. I think there's that more to it than you think. not look like my kind of thing. I think there's more to it than tell you me, think. Sell me, sell me this game. I mean, I Why do I want it? I don't know enough Why about do I want it, to play really. It? But this is what I know, is that there is this mechanic of points being given. It's area control kind of game. And you're fighting each other. But what's kind of neat is there's some, like, I think you represent different deities in it. And you can represent the right deity. Like, for instance, if you represent Loki, you'll get more points if your guys die. So you put them in worse situations to get more points. Oh. And everybody gets points if they die because you're, you're looking for glory. Okay. And to go into Valhalla. So you've got this weird mechanic of going into Valhalla and then coming back and then fighting again and, and all this. I don't know. It just looks neat. Okay. Don't don't get mad at me. And there's something to this game beyond just risk. I know I've seen okay? it like everywhere popping up, and it just right. doesn't look like my thing. I'm just telling you that, that the bits that I've watched like about thing. it made me go, well, there's a lot more to this. And I've listened to actual reviews, and, and it, it just sounds like there's a lot more to it than, than your basic area control game. Okay. Don't get mad at me. I'm don't not mad. You're judgy. <laughs> Nobody can see how judgy you are. <laughs> So judgy. Okay. <laughs> okay. My next one is... This seven, will be your third one. Seven Wonders Duels. I didn't think you'd want that. I totally... I've been wanting <laughs> it. We talked about it before before Gen Con even. <laughs> I don't even need to write that down. I, there's no point It's been in the it shopping down. basket for your present list. I'm sure. Um, but most... Because I, I, <laughs> I really like Seven Wonders, right. but I hate the two-player version of the real game because yes. it's just... It's not a good yeah, I get it. substitution. So right. I want the actual two-player game. Yeah. That'll be fun. I don't like dud third players. It depends on how they do it. I've We've played some games where that dud third player doesn't bother me a bit. But right. I freaking don't like it at all in Seven Wonders. Right. It was just clunky and awful. I and agree. I didn't care for it. And so. I've, I've played several times two players. It's not good. Mostly with players. Travis. Did he knows how to play that? Yes. Dude, bring him over. Let's play three players. I will never play a game again with him. Whatever. <laughs> All right, my next one. This uh, this one I, I'm almost embarrassed about. Why? Because Don't be I embarrassed. because I ha- it's another one that I have and we haven't played and I already want something else in it. Oh my god! I want to play it with you so bad. What? I, this is Shadows over Normandy. What? I know. We have a game upstairs right now in the collection called Heroes of Normandy. Which we've never played. Right. And now you want another one. (laughs) This one has Cthulhu in it. 
Oh my gosh, you just made it worse. <laughs> Somebody gets to play the bad guys, gets to play Cthulhu. Because, like, all you know how, like, there's all these, like, conspiracy theories about Nazis being in the occult and stuff like that? Heck, Raiders of the Lost Ark is an entire movie about it. Okay. So, this is that, except let's let's just say Cthulhu was real and, and Nazis could kind of team up with Cthulhu. And then you have to beat them up. Right. Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm serious. I'm, I'm kind of interested in it. They have tons of expansions to this game that I have skipped. In fact, on Black Friday, they had tons of deals on cool stuff for Heroes of Normandy stuff. And I skipped all of it because I was like, I haven't played it. I don't know. I know. Don't look at my list, by the way. <clears throat> I'm not going to look at your list. Okay. So Shadows Over Normandy is one of those games that I kind of, it's in the back of my mind. Like, this, this might happen. <laughs> Maybe. This we'll might see. happen. All right. What's your number four? Uh, number four would be Evolution. Oh. What, you didn't think I'd say that one? It's just one that I, I think that I should have known and I didn't think of. Oh, well, there we go. You've, you've thrown me, thrown me a loop. <laughs> a fruit loop. <laughs> no. Um, just a little bit. I mean, because this is a game that I actually have looked at and kind of thought, this looks like it might be fun. It looks, co- it looks cool. Mm-hmm. I've picked it up a couple times and set it back down just because, you know, we buy a lot of games already and I'm... Correction, I do. I buy games too. Mm, a I, lot. Some. See. Some. So I buy anyhow, a lot. in evolution, <laughs> you're supposed to evolve your species so that it can more easily survive. Right. So you can give it a climbing ability to get to higher food sources. You can give it a hard shell to defend against predators, that kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read a review that said that it's actually pretty easy to learn, hmm. but it's got a lot of complexity to it and a lot of variety to it. So it's not, it's supposed to be pretty diverse, not the same game every time. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's pretty. So again, what is, there's some game that that reminds me of every time I hear it. Dominant species. Yes. That's what it reminds me of every time I hear that, except this seems like the better version of Dominant Species to me. You know, I've never seen anything actually comparing the two, but I haven't really searched for that either. Yeah. But I definitely have to say it's more visually appealing and the price point's better. See, I can't remember specifically what it was, but I remember watching something about Dominant Species and saying, I don't want to play that game. And then I watched something about Evolution and said, I kind of want to play this game. Well, in Dominant Species, I, I always heard that it was really... Just to learn it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to sit here for an hour to learn this game. But once you get it, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. This one, they said it's just really pretty easy and intuitive to pick up. It seemed fun to me. It looks cool. Right. I'd like that. Okay. So my number five, and this shouldn't shock you. I had to burp right there. Gross. Oh my goodness. Gross. All right. Flick them up. Oh yeah. Okay. You didn't remember that one, did you? Well, yeah. I just didn't know how badly you actually wanted it because... I want it pretty bad. We keep kind of like... You keep... Like we saw it somewhere and you're like, meh. No, I saw it somewhere and I said, that's like 90 to to $100 retail. So I'll let someone else buy it. I'll slap your hand if you even touch the box. <laughs> <laughs> Except that I'm going to be the one buying it if we spend that much. You don't know if you're going to buy it. We don't know. We'll think about it. Right. So Flick em Up is that it's a, you know, a dexterity, wooden block, shooty, cowboy game. Yeah, it looks cool. I'd right. like to play it. I mean, flick them up. Well, and there's already expansions for it, too. Right. It's called Saddle Up. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. I'm not <laughs> kidding. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was joking. I want to see uh, these little wooden guys on little wooden horses. And <laughs> right. <laughs> so Pretty cute. cool, right? Uh-huh. 
All right. So okay. that's my fifth game is Flick 'em Up Dexterity Cowboy Game. All right. My fifth one would be Portal the Uncooperative Cake Acquisition Game. That was already in the shopping basket. I know. Well, how could it not be? I love Portal the video game, the original oh. one. Love it. Yes. Love it. Love it? Love it. How much do you like it? Like, I love it. Okay. I think it's, like, completely awesome. So you sort of like it? Like, I love it. Whoa. That's, like, I that's a step I don't like above, it. Right? I love it. Wow. <laughs> so, the second one, I like quite a what lot. What <laughs> is your favorite flavor of custard mix, like custard concrete? Wedding cake? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you, would you say you love it? I do. <laughs> What does a cake have to do with it? Oh yeah, <laughs> I get it. It's a portal thing. That's funny. <clears throat> but anyhow, and I've actually heard that this game is not like amazing, awesome, but I don't really care. I think it'll just be fun. I heard it's very, very puzzly. I love that. That's great. That it's that'll very thinky and more chess-like than you probably expect. That's okay. That's what I heard. Okay, as long as it's not actually chess, because <clears throat> I don't mind chess. I just don't. You're just too good for it, aren't no, you? No, it's just that... You just think you're better than everyone chess, Everyone I you? come across that actually wants to play chess wants yeah. to play it to be pretentious and mean, and Ooh. I don't need that. Just a couple people. I don't even know. Has people, have people I, asked you? No, but uh, people that have talked about it with me yeah. recently, pretension. I don't need that. Well, I don't think... Is pretension a word? <laughs> it is today. <laughs> Making it up. It's mine. I claim it. Yeah. Pretentiousness. My one runner-up now, instead of two. Yes. This is a weird one. This is a curveball. You would never guess this, because I've never talked about it. I only found out about it this morning. Really? Birds of a feather. Flock together. It's a bird-watching game. A bird-watching game. (laughs) Does it come with binoculars? No, but it comes with cards with birds on them, and you're trying to collect like sets of certain types of birds to score points and stuff like that. I've never heard of a bird-watching game, and I thought that'd be cool to have in my collection. It's cheap. Birds of a feather. Do you think your your mom would play it? That's what I'm thinking. Do you think your dad would play it? No. <laughs> so that's still not enough to get him to play a game with I don't us. know what we could do to play. Honestly, the only way we could get, to play, get him to play a game is if we were playing something that he played already and he's really familiar with and feels like he could win it. What has he ever played? He has played Yahtzee Poker with us. Yahtzee Poker? Remember that? There no. was like a, it was like called, uh, uh, what was it? Texas Hold'em Yahtzee. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. See, you remember doing that. Well, now. I was thinking long, Yahtzee long Poker. Time. Would it be Potsy? <laughs> <laughs> Poker, yeah. Nope, it's Ralph Mouth. Okay. <laughs> Fonz, that's a Happy Days joke. So, um, yeah, Birds of a Feather. I thought it would be fun. It has lots of pictures of nice, like nice pictures of birds. Okay. I don't know. It might be like that's Bottle just... Imp. It might be one of those games where you're just like, this is pretty good. Yeah. And and the guy I was watching the video for this morning said that, that this was a really fun game, and it kind of surprised him. Hmm. And I'm like, well, if he says it's good and it's very thematically different than anything else I have, maybe I should go ahead and do it. True. I don't know if it's really going to teach you much about birds, birds. or not, <laughs> but it's got lots of pictures of birds. Okay, that's fine. Well, that's the end of our Christmas list. Well, I did have honorable mentions. What do you got? The Flip City. Flip City? Yeah, it's just what a little that? card game that you will never play with me, which is why it's not really on my list. And I'd really rather have the cheese block 
to go with my and Mystics. You're not getting a cheese block. I would love it. Just just get that out of your head, right? And the Scoville <laughs> expansion. But again, I don't oh, even know if you'd ever play know. it with me. I like Scoville. Played, I know, but we already played it. We played it again with Matt and Brianna. I know, but then we have to pl- play other things to like that we haven't talked about for the whatever, podcast. Whatever, whatever. So anyhow, that's what we want, and and I don't want I want the cheese block seriously. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to talk like gifts that you want to discuss that aren't board games again? You um, want some slippers too? No, my slippers are doing really fine. I love them. They're pink. <laughs> okay. They're cute and comfy. Okay. My bathroom's great. Did you want cheese to go with your cheese block? No, I'll buy that myself. Okay. <laughs> Uh, now, I did put this out in the guild, like I said, at the top of this section. I know. Uh, and we got some responses. Did any of them say anything about cheese? No. Okay. Uh, but close. Rodney said that he wants to get Mice and Mystic after hearing our review. See? Now, now full disclosure, we haven't played this since our uh, session that we did for the review, but we played it twice in, in a row at that time. And Matt and Brianna, who just came over for this week's episode, were talking about how much they were dying to continue playing the campaign. Exactly. And guess what goes with that game? Cheese. I'll shut up. Unbelievable. Well, I hope you get it, Rodney. Uh, Jeff says, uh, now Jeff says a lot here. He says, Concordia. And Jeff, this is a game. Jeff that, is greedy. Is that what's going yeah, on? Jeff's so greedy. It's <laughs> unbelievable. The, uh, <laughs> no, Jeff said he wants Concordia. And now Daniel has this game, and we keep not playing it when we see him. I didn't know what was when we were supposed to play. Well, he got it because he he's, did he's it. from Concordia, Missouri. Oh, is that what's up with that? <laughs> yes. I don't even know where that is. <clears throat> it's okay. He's from Concordia, and he and I, I think we needed to play this because he's he's actually said it's pretty good. What's what's it like? Do you know? No. Did he tell you? I don't have any idea. Huh. Jeff's got it on his list, though. Okay. <clears throat> he also says fauna, and uh, fauna I've I've actually heard of before. Now, this as opposed to birds of a feather would actually educate you on animals because what it is is a bunch of cards with animals on them, and you reveal one of the cards and. You try to guess the weight and the length of the animal, the length of its tail, and where it's from. Huh. And I think the closest to all of those things wins the card or something like that. But it actually will educate you about many animals of the world. That's kind of neat. Right? Uh, he wants above and below. Heck yeah. I'm Nobody that wants game that game. It's going to be awesome. Nobody it wants that so game. Fun. Who wants that? I want it. You want it. <laughs> we want it. He wants Robinson Crusoe oh, as that's well. That's a good one. It's it's good, and and I, I really have been trying to get our Voyage of the Beagle expansion to the table, and so bad that I almost started playing it by myself. Really? Yes. Don't do that. I'll play. I want to play it. It's so cool. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. And he wants to get Terra Mystica. I like Terra Mystica. Yep. That was fun. We just had a guy just last night tell us, hey, I listened to your Terra Mystica episode, and we're like, hey, that's great. And he goes, he's like, I hate that game so much. <laughs> 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 We're like, really? Like He's it. like, I just, I, I hate it so much. It's so bad. He's like, third turn in, I knew I was losing. And it's like, well, yeah, with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go in with a winning attitude. Right. Which is why uh, I lose all the time, apparently. That's Jeff's Christmas list. I hope you get all those, Jeff. Now, Robert has uh, answered it as oh. well. Robert said he wants tail feathers. Now, tail feathers is, is an, ex, you know, sort of a... Uh, same universe as Mice and Mystics, but, you know, new storyline. Right. Uh, In this one, rats have taken over hunting birds, and mice are now allying with, like, you know, swallows and blue jays and are going after them, right? Okay. And it's it's an aerial combat game. 
And this awful to me. I know. It's, this makes me really nervous about this one because it kind of makes me feel like X-Wing, and I really, really don't have a desire to play X-Wing again. I'm trying to figure out how I can liquidate all my X-Wing stuff without boxes. Here's the thing, though. I did <laughs> see, like, some uh, miniatures from Tail Feathers, and it looks cool. So if, and if you like that right. style of a game, yeah. I bet it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm yeah. sure, it, I'm sure. you know, given that it's Plaid Hat, it's it's going to be well designed yeah. and it's going to be well thought out. And I just kind of go, just remember the, the, you know, awkwardness of maneuvering the X-Wing models around each other on a table well, and just going, Well, maybe it's different Ugh. than that. Maybe it's better. Well, I hope. Because if they could improve so. that. Because I'm so, like I said, the, my biggest problem with X-Wing was the clumsiness yeah. of it. That oh. when I would try and move this, this piece, inevitably it's in the wrong right. position. It's cockeyed. It's fallen over, whatever. Right. It's in the way. And. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if they've made improvements on those kind of things, right. Maybe it would be something that'd be that I would like. Right. <clears throat> I'm just nervous, like I said, because we, you and I, did not have fun with X-wing at all. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, Robert also wants Blood Rage. Crazy. See? Raging people. No. He's hyped, hyped up. <laughs> with the hype machine. Hyped up, ready to kill people <laughs> with Loki. I'm what? hyped up about it too. That's telling okay. you. Well, yeah. Ready to kill you on that game. Send okay. you to Valhalla and get you some points. Do you Can you just run in and go crazy on things? Because I'm good at that. Like in video it, it's, games, that's It's what honestly, I do. it's Vikings, so it's going to be like, hey, you were super violent. Congratulations. Here's some points. You know what? I might actually be okay at that. Right? Mm-hmm. You can, I think you can recruit like giant monsters to go into fights with you and stuff. You've officially intrigued me. I'll tell you I, that. I'm, you should be. You should be. <laughs> if, if not me, Robert should have intrigued you. Robert also wants Viticulture Essentials Edition. Now, I've heard a lot of hype about this, too. I've never heard of it. It's. I heard, this is what I heard. Viticulture, not very good. Viticulture with all the expansions, which I guess is the Essential Editions, really, really good. Huh. But it's 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 some sort of mechanical-centric game and, you know, a big points salad kind of thing. And you're just, I think you're Ooh, growing like grapes and stuff or whatever. Maybe I did <laughs> hear about that. See now, I'm, I'm, see now I'm you're so thinking maybe I want to viticulture this. Maybe, right? Yeah. The last thing he said he wanted <coughs> was favor of the pharaoh, and I kind of looked into this a little bit, but I was going to have to watch like a 20 minute Rodney Smith video to figure it out for today, and I was like, I'm I'm not going to watch this right now, so I am going to check it out. <laughs> it's 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 some design I can't remember who designed it, but it's it's his like sequel to another game that he made and supposed to be the more accessible, better version of that game. Which game was that? Don't know. Write that down, we will no. follow up. No way. What? I don't know. But that's what Robert <laughs> wants for Christmas, and I hope he gets all of it. I okay, really do. me too. Uh lastly, Brendan, he uh he he wants Marvel Legendary. Do you think there 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 are people that will actually buy them the gifts, will ever hear any of this to know that these are the gifts that they now want. I, I mean, I hope we're that providing they... providing a service see, here. And, and see, we're using our podcast as a service to each other right now, too. I know, I know. Because normally this, this information is not public knowledge for Nicole in the month of December. No. I would never usually do this. So, Brendan wants Marvel Legendary, and Brendan, what I have to say to you is I hope that you already have Aliens, Legendary Aliens, because it's better to that than Marvel to me. What if he doesn't like aliens? Then, I mean, everybody's allowed to be weird. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the truth. But I, I, I liked like it. Legendary. Legendary is like fine, aliens but Aliens is so much better. 
I'll agree. I'll agree. But if you like superheroes, it was right. a good one. So. But you're not going to be able to. I don't think you. We never tried it. I don't think that legendary Marvel legendary is compatible with aliens. Oh, I don't know. Especially, you won't get those nice team synergies that you get in aliens. Right. I don't know. Aliens <laughs> so much better. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. You can want you can want Marvel legendary. I, I mean, honestly, I've got. I mean everything, everything except for fear itself right now. I'm I'm that caught up on everything. Huh. So, it's a fine game, believe me. <laughs> Uh, he also wants Rhino Hero. Have What's you seen that? that? Have you seen that? No. It's like you get this like stack of cards in this little box, and you fold them in in like in like a uh, at a ninety degree angle, and you start stacking them certain ways. And the you'll draw cards off this one deck. It'll tell you what how many cards you need to add to the next layer, and then you put like a flat card on that, and then you'll add another layer, and you build this giant tower. I think is how you do it with cards. It's a really weird little game, What's right? What's the point? I think just to try to get a high tower. Like, not, not to knock the tower over. Like, because every time it's your turn, you get to continue building the tower up. So, so it's, it's like reverse Jenga. That's what I was just going to say. Right. Okay. That sounds cool. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Fun. I think I think every time you build a layer, too, you have to take, like, the Rhino Hero miniature or something like that and put it back I was on gonna top. I was going to say, why is it called Rhino Hero, though? I don't know. He's remember, not really saving the day. I remember Monkey Hero. Remember that? It was, was a, a terrible PlayStation terrible game. Terrible PlayStation game. All right. Uh, but he wants monkey, er, not monkey hero, rhino hero. <laughs> How dare you? The uh, uh, He also wants code names. And we played code names last night. We did play code names last And we've played night. code names three times before. You know, I still have never actually given the clues on that game. It's stressful. Guessing I, is not that stressful. One of these days I need to do that. Well, no, guessing clues. is not stressful at all because you let everybody else guess unless you're really confident and then you go, swing. Right. Giving it's, the clues is swing. a lot harder because you look up and your whole team is staring at you like, we're counting on you. <laughs> Don't and let you're us like, down. Okay, I'll do a good job. Promise. You know? <laughs> and then you say, that was... something stupid for. And they go, oh, this is too stupid. And they just basically call you stupid, and you can't react to it because if you react, you're cheating. I felt bad for the girl last night. She gave the she gave the hint sandwich four, and it turned out they got three of them, but they could never figure out that fourth thing. So they yeah. kept doing like because you whenever they say four, if you get all you know, you do your four guesses, but you can always do one right. more guess. And so they kept guessing the one more, trying to get this off of the sandwich clue. It turned out she'd read the cl- read the card wrong, and instead of it saying church, she thought it said crunch. <laughs> so <laughs> church sandwich. No one's ever going to get that. I mean, let's still apply this. Crunch sandwich. Peanut butter cr- is crunchy. Lettuce is crunchy. <laughs> it goes along with food. People Mm-mm. picked... You guys kept trying to go for Mercury Sandwich, no, okay? No, Come I on. said don't go Mercury Sandwich, you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> so we played Codenames last night. Codenames is a great game, Brendan. It's, uh, it's really fun. It's good because you can add a lot of people all at once. You just split the room down the middle, and you've got two teams. Yeah. Somebody somebody has the bravado to start calling off hints, and you're off and running. Yeah, it's Real really entertaining. Simple. Simple, plays fast, resets quick, too. Yeah, real quick. Uh, and last, he wants Fury of Dracula. And I'm going to tell you, I, I've been seeing these end-of-the-year lists, and Fury of Dracula, the new edition, just keeps popping up and popping up and popping up on people's lists and just giving it so much kudos for its, you know, reinvention and, and you know, re-implementation of combat and all these things. All those things it's done. Yeah. 
are so, you know, supposed to be so so vastly improved over the version that we have. See, and I like the version <laughs> that we have, so I know that that would be even better. See? So. It's pretty good. Just And I, I got to play the bad guy. That was once fun. again, I mean, and of course, I always say that, I always tell people that if they're planning on getting it, that's fine. Just remember that even the new version's about a three-hour playtime. True. But it's an adventure, so you don't really pay attention. To it that. doesn't. It, it doesn't seem like it takes that long. No, it it's goes so by much fun. really quick. It's, it's really immersive. Yeah, it's fun. Highly recommend. <laughs> Good choices, Brendan. And I like once again. Hope you get all those as well. I hope I get everything I want too. <laughs> I hope you do too. Do you? <laughs> do especially above and below. Oh, I don't want I mean, that one. Yes, you do. You want that? <laughs> we one. both want that one. I don't know. Probably aren't <laughs> going to get it. Uh, you never know. I mean, what'll be there Christmas Day, really? Uh, but let's just talk about what we played this week, okay? Because this week, we played the Fantasy Flight game Hit. This hit game, Imperial Assault. Let's find out what about that. All these games happen. All right, so this week... Darn it, I got ice in my mouth again. Really, you, you're going to do that every time I play a jingle? I they're 15 to. second jingles. <laughs> it's really quick. Unbelievable. The uh, This week we played a Star Wars game. So are we going to talk about Star Trek? We could talk about Star Trek. <laughs> Will Wheaton. Favorite original Star Trek episode. <laughs> Tribbles. Tribbles? Trouble with Tribbles? Know. Come on. I don't know. All right, anyways... <laughs> so, Star Wars. Now, I saw the first movie when I was four. I saw it in a theater that I watched them bulldoze about probably seven, eight years ago. And that's after it had been empty for probably at least 10 to 12 years. Bannister? No. Blue Ridge <laughs> East. Oh, Okay. I don't know I was telling is. you. Yeah, I know, because it's not there anymore. Well, I thought you saw it, like, here in town. I was like, no, it's like an Office Max. No. No, I saw it there, and uh, I didn't really know what I was watching. All I know is that my mother said, hey, did you like that movie? And I was like, yeah. Would you like to order some of the toys from the Sears catalog for Christmas? And I was like, yes. <laughs> see, I did not see it in the theater. I didn't see when any. When did you see Star Wars? I was a teenager, right. probably. Really? Well. So this is well after just, just they had pre-teen. come and gone and. I did not see Star Wars until after Return of the Jedi was in uh, on VHS. Because I saw Return of the Jedi first. Right. And I can't remember how video worked back then. It took like 12 years. No, it didn't take that long. But. Well, no, but I remember they would put stuff on TV. Like, you were more likely to see it broadcast on ABC than to be able to go buy a VHS of something back then. No, it wasn't that bad. It's I mean, if it was bad. some, Well, if it was something like Wizard of Oz, yeah, it was that bad. But something yeah. that had been in the theater, it would go to... It would take about two years or whatever, two to three years, and then it would hit VHS. Right. And... So I saw, I saw Return of the Jedi, and then after that, sometime I saw Star Wars. That is so crazy. It's weird, right? <clears throat> now, just just so you know, I was I think ten or eleven, I think when Return of the Jedi came out. Okay. Yeah. So 
you saw it in your teenage years for sure. If you waited for the VHS release of that, you would be 14. I think it was 13. Okay, 13 or 14. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying. It just, it's, it's I nuts. I saw that one first. It's weird. I know. Well, because. But I like the Ewoks. <clears throat> right. I think it's crazy because to me, I mean, of course, being a child of, of you know, the, the late 70s, early 80s, you know, and, and all through the 80s and everything like that. I mean, really, Star Wars was fairly important to me up to a certain age. I would say up to about 11 or 12, it was really important to me. I mean, I had I had toys. I would have lightsaber duels with neighbors and stuff like that. I mean, I, I actually got like a... I got like a piece of broomstick that I had put electrical tape around the handle and spray painted the top of it fluorescent. That's awesome. So that I had an actual lightsaber. (laughs) (laughs) And I could actually have these fights because the broom handle was stout enough. You could actually whack, you know, each other's, you know, broom handles together. And you get in trouble for that stuff these days. That's weird. You whack somebody with a broom handle. Well, you don't whack each other like, you know, obviously the finishing move. You know, we had had this choreography. We, you know, do this jump over the lightsaber. You almost said a dance. That's what choreography is. (laughs) It's like a lightsaber dance. But it was it was fun. We would do stuff like that. I mean it was it was I wouldn't say it was like all encompassing, but it was obviously something that if I went to certain people's houses and they were like, Hey, you want to play Star Wars? I was like, Yes, I do. Why wouldn't I? You know? I had long hair as a kid, and I do remember a time or two trying to make the little Princess Leia buns on my head. Right. Never really worked that well though. Right. That was a fake hairdo. So I saw all the movies in the theater. I did. And you saw zero of them in the theater. The original three I did not see in the theater. Right. Right. Now, what of the original three is the best? The first one. Are you sure? Yes. It's not Empire Strikes Back? No, you say that. I don't believe that. (laughs) Oh, I I just gave it away because that's the one that you liked the best, didn't it? (laughs) I gave it away. It's a continuation. Right. I don't like that. That's why I don't like Back to the Future 2 as much as that's my least favorite of the three. I think, I think honestly, there, I don't know if there was a lot of discovery in the first one. I mean, there was a little bit. Doesn't Obviously, matter. the whole thing was brand new, so you're discovering everything for the first time. But they really kind of flipped you, you know, on your, you know, flipped it on its side whenever they did, you know, part two and revealed, you know, father son relationships and Hans and Carbonite. And it really did. Wait, just should that, we say spoilers? <laughs> I don't even care at this point. <laughs> But I'm just saying, at 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 some point in that movie, there's just so much, so many cliffhangers and so much cool stuff that happens, and you end it just just salivating for more Star Wars. Because you know? it's a continuation, right? right. With a non-ending, right? Eh. <laughs> so Star Wars Part Four is the best Star Wars movie ever. Yes. Okay. All right. I'll just say it's, that we'll it just, is. It's true, and okay. I even saw the the. It was made like a movie that you could watch on its own and be an island and not have to worry about anything else. Yes, for sure. And I liked I liked the effects the best in that the original effects the best in that one. Oh, not so. The, let's not talk the, about that. Let's talk about how <laughs> you and I were together at the point that they re-released all of these movies again, and George yeah. Lucas comes out and he makes this really brash statement that computers are finally to where I need them to be, that I can redo all the special effects in the Star Wars movies the and release them all as, and, as quote unquote enhanced editions. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, when I saw them, I was kind of like, well, this is kind of neat that you've redone stuff and added scenes back in. And then 
within five years, I was it was like watching a, a bad sci-fi channel movie. I don't like the concept of it because I feel like the first one <clears throat> was an art piece. Right. You don't change an art piece. You right. don't you don't say you know, the Mona Lisa, she'd look a little bit better if you just gave her some bling. Let's put a little necklace on her. <laughs> you don't do that. Right. Just because you have the technology doesn't mean you need to use it. You know? But what if it was the actual guy who painted the Mona Lisa originally? I don't know. You're like, not allowed to do that. You've already you've already released <laughs> it. You've already given it to right. the world. You can't take the backseas and say, oh, no, sorry, oops, you can do another one. Right. And you can even, if he wants to do that and release it and and have it available, right. great. But give me the original and give it to me in a right. good format that I can actually use because I don't think my VCR is working anymore. Right. So that's, I'll shut up. I'm just going to say I completely. make I, me go off. No, I completely <laughs> agree. I completely agree. I, I am a huge fan of practical effects. I love practical effects. It's, <laughs> and and it's... I can even tell you that in Krampus, specifically, we just watched it. Uh-huh. All the practical creatures in the movie were cool. Were really neat. Yeah. And all of the CG creatures were, we're really stupid. Stupid looking. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. All the practical effects worked really well. Yes. Everything I mean... else was just so unbelievable and so obvious that it's like I'm watching a, you know Roger Rabbit, basically, every time I watch a movie. So, I, mean, I think some computer stuff, I think it is cool to a certain extent. You know, I like yeah. some of it now, but at, at the same time, practical is just, if you can make a practical effect look good, it's amazing. Well, and I don't mind compu- CG like this. If you take a practical effect that's sort of underwhelming and enhance it with CG, I'm totally okay with that. Really? Yeah. Adding a, adding a couple extra fireballs on the side to make it, an explosion a little bit bigger, I don't care. That's fine. But not on something that was already done, released, and said, "Here, right. world, enjoy." Right. This was a complete Oops. replacement, and it was like it, it was it, to me, especially with Star Wars. When you look at they, they documented how these were made, and you'd see how meticulous all this work was for this, and how how you know great the craft that went into this, you know, the creating these this this sort of you know scenes of battle and laser fire and all that stuff. That it's almost shameful. It's almost shameful to to take that away from all those artists that did that. Yeah. So it's it's not just George Lucas's vision. It's it's spitting in the face of all of these miniature artists and it. all these other guys mm-hmm. who who worked really hard to do this. Yeah. You you told all of them that they were not good enough for you. Yeah. And that's just mean. I, I just don't that's get kinda, it. Yeah. Give me give me back the practical ones. I'm and with having you. said that though. Overall, George Lucas is kind of a cool guy. I mean, yeah. he'll let people, He's super cool. <laughs> yeah, he'll let people, you know, redo whatever they want with Star Wars and not right. like go oh, copyright infringement. Sorry, don't yeah. do it. You know, yeah, he's, he's totally cool. cool about that stuff. So, right. so but what I about still want my original back? Okay, so second trilogy. I, I yeah. You like it? Eh, there's parts that you know I'm not so favorable about. Right. Jar Jar Binks, everyone hates. I hate this stupid chicken lizard thing. I saw that... like a thing on Jar Jar the other day where they were talking about how Jar Jar was a Jedi, had had Jedi native Jedi powers that were untapped, and they were showcasing like how high he could jump, and all sorts. <laughs> they even took it to like a level where they were like, "Look at how he bumbles through the battlefield," but he's actually using like a skill on the level of a drunken boxer, kung fu master. Really, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's pretty funny. Look it up. Uh, but the I, uh, I, I didn't mind the second trilogy. I thought it was okay. A little melodramatic by the end. Yeah. I, I thought that the the Anakin character was a little, I don't know, 
A little melodramatic towards the end. That was bad acting, though. That wasn't... That's my problem. It was still a fun storyline. It was okay. Story was good. Right. A little bit of bad acting. Right. A little bit of stupid Jar Jar. Really stupid chicken lizard. This just has a rare moment, though. And I don't like the Yoda flipping around. Yeah, you hate everybody, that. Everybody else thinks that's like amazing. Yeah, but it's Yoda, and oh my gosh, he's awesome. And I'm like, eh. This has a rare moment in it, in this movie as well, that people don't really talk about, where there are children mass murdered in this movie series, in that second trilogy. Anakin goes walking into the young Jedi Academy, and you see youths everywhere. And then the report comes back. You don't see him killing all of them, but the report comes into Yoda right afterwards that they were all murdered. Yeah. That's how bad Anakin is. How can you sympathize with Anakin at the end of Return of the Jedi when this is who we're talking about? They take it to that level. This isn't just someone who's emotionally distraught. This is now a mass murderer of children. You know, kids are just people, only smaller. So (laughs) the fact that he's a mass murderer already... I mean, this is. How does that make is, it any worse that it's children? It's really it sucks. It's. I'm just saying, awful. It's, it's really bad. It's hard to sympathize with him at the end. I think he's a despicable. So person. before you realized that, you were okay with sympathizing with him just for being a mass murderer in general. Well, then again, he did. He did he kill blew an up entire a whole planet. planet. I don't know if I ever sympathized with him. I don't. I, mean, I don't know if he does. Does Darth Vader deserve redemption at the end of that movie? Was he truly sorry? Did he try and make up for crappy things? I don't, he like made an attempt, didn't he? No, he he sort of said he he sort okay, of came to his time. senses, like because the only thing he did was he stopped Luke from being killed, and it's like, oh, he didn't stop Alderaan from being blown up. <laughs> well, that was earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he, he deserves was, redemption. He was still a little pissed off right then. Well, because he gets his he gets redemption, and they show him at the end. They show him in ghost form with Yoda and Ben Kenobi, and they're like, yeah, we don't care that you killed all those people. You're a good guy now. Well, here's what's funny though, like. The Jedi's don't actually die ever, but everybody else, meh, sorry. Like they always come back. They're always like they're in ghost form. Right. So do you think everybody else like it's all about the Metachlorians, right? I don't know, maybe that's So if everybody had like a little bit of the Metachlorians, they're They don't really explain why there's Jedi ghosts and nobody else ghosts. Serious plot holes in this. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm think I'm done now. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this: cultural impact. Honestly, at, at the point I was 11 years old, I had kind of not cared as much, and but I, I was shocked by the time I was in college to realize that there were still people who just absolutely obsessed about it. They still, yeah, people still do. Yeah, and with the new one coming out, right? And those new whoa. ones. I mean, honestly, I want to see it. I do, but I, I do too. My hopes aren't that high. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be okay. It's J.J. Abrams. It'll be good. Yeah. I mean, he's good. I like Star Trek movies. It'll be lens flares. I really, really liked the last Star Trek movie. I thought that was amazing. Yeah? I don't know. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, too. Yeah. So, so I mean, I got, I got high hopes. I, right, I But right. I know nothing. I literally, every time I see a commercial, I turn the channel. Yeah, me too. I've I turn it off. Them. I don't need to know about the movie before right. the movie right. is in front of me. All right. All right. Well, enough about these movies. We're here to talk about a game, Nicole. Okay. Good. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure, and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. 
no one was murdered in the playing of this game. All right. Imperial Assault is a role-playing game, or an RPG. And like traditional RPGs, each player takes on the role of a character that they will use and grow during the course of the game. Now, each character provided by the game has differing abilities and storyline, making them both valuable and interesting for the rest of the players. Player characters will be placed into situations where they have to use their cunning and hopefully lucky dice rolls to fight Imperials, hack computers, steal plans. I mean, you get the picture. Now, also following traditional role-playing games, one player at the table must take on the role of a game master. This person's responsible for playing the Imperials and is privy to secret scenario and story information. The game master is who leads the rebel players through a campaign of story-tied conflicts and ultimately to a finale and resolution. Now, inside this box are many interlocking map tiles. These are kind of put together like puzzle pieces and form small areas for the, t- the scenarios to take place in. Now, these tiles have buildings and outdoors. Sometimes it's like sand and swamps, all sorts of stuff. Now, to make the areas, uh, they make the areas of the game a lot more dynamic because of all the variables. Now, on top of this, the unique map is placed uh, various tiles that form objectives, such as computer terminals, Uh, to access or storage boxes to search. And lastly, the game comes with miniatures featuring not only the heroes, but but stormtroopers and imperial officers and even a large AT-ST. Now, I'm sorry for you if you're not a Star Wars person. The AT-ST is a two-legged armored attack vehicle used by Imperials. That's that's, that's besides the point. (laughs) So (laughs) let me just wrap up these rules. We have a box full of miniatures, maps, a campaign, dice, all collected so people can explore the Star Wars universe. But wait, there is more. Also inside is the rules to play a combat skirmish game with the miniatures that is supported with a line of figurine packs released annually by uh, Fantasy Flight Games at this point. So suit up, Nicole, because Red 5 is going into this review. What? Red 5? That's Luke's call sign in the original <laughs> Star Wars, your favorite Star Wars movie. I said it was the best, but it's still been a long time That's since your favorite. I watched it. All right, so... We uh, we start this game, we set up a map, and it features a small outdoor area that leads to a single door that enters into a small building. The door is closed, and there's several Imperials that are outside that impede the path of the Rebels to the door. One computer terminal is outside, and three others are inside the building. Now, this is the Star Wars RPG, mm-hmm. and I am acting as the game master on oh, this, so that means that... you have to. <laughs> <laughs> that means I'm going to control the Imperials, and Matt and Brianna and Nicole are going to control the Rebels. And they each have their own hero. And I think, what did you have? You had a Wookiee. I had a Wookiee. Right. Brianna was a Jedi. Yes. And Matt was a scoundrel. Yes. Right. Uh, now, because it's a role-playing game, that means there is a story. Now, let's find out what all of that is about. All right. Here it is. So, this is like the part where it goes... Okay. Do you want to put on a soundtrack for this? No. Can't. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, uh, Imperial Assault. Victory. With the destruction of the Death Star, the Rebellion has given hope to the galaxy living in fear. Having lost their ultimate weapon, the Empire scrambles to recover in the face of the crushing defeat. As, this, as the scattered fragments of the battle station rain down upon the rebel base on Yavin 4, the Empire sets in motion a plan to seek retribution against rebel forces stationed on the small moon. 
Not long after, when an imperial beacon begins to broadcast from an outpost some distance away from the rebel base, a small team of elite operatives is dispatched. Their mission, to silence the signal at all costs. Okay, so mission briefing. <laughs> I know I'm nowhere near as cool as George Lucas was. was anyway. <laughs> Sounded like Halloween. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I like Halloween, too. Uh, arriving at the outpost, you immediately open fire upon the troops standing guard. You suspect they knew you were coming and that you were likely walking into an ambush. With all the same, with the signal continuing to broadcast, there just isn't time for a more subtle approach. So in this, you can, uh, you're trying to destroy all the terminals in this. Okay? The little... These little terminal things, things. yep. And you can attack them. Uh, They have a health board, a defense of one, like an automatic block. So you have to do at least two points of damage to hurt them. Uh, They have a plus one defense if an Imperial figure is adjacent to them. The door is locked to Imperial figures, so I can't walk through that door. And the mission ends when all terminals are destroyed by the Rebels... Or at the end of round six, or when all heroes are wounded, mm-hmm. which means merely flipped to their wounded side. Okay. Okay? Okay. And that is the beginning of the game. Okay. So, obviously, there's a setup to each of these missions. Obviously, I, I read the beginning of the campaign. So, if you play uh-huh. the campaign from the base box, it's going to sound just like that when you read it with your sound effects as well. I insist that you include sound effects in your game. Uh, the, there's, but, I mean, there's not much to it. The first, first scenario, you're attacking some Imperials that are trying to kind of escape. This kind of puts this, uh, as, as you could hear, after episode four. So right after your favorite episode. Right. And, and sort of in that, in, that uh, in between, I think it's like in between Empire and Star Wars. Okay. That's where it happens. I mean, this is the Death Star just blew up and it's raining down on the, on the planet. Um, so <clears throat> this is sort of Luke and Vader territory is what that means. Okay. Because okay? Vader would still be alive at this time. Right. Uh, and you can hear that I kind of start off by giving you a little brief description, which in this one is very short. It's just like, hey, you got to stop these guys now and there's no time to talk about it. Start shooting. That's kind of how the, the scenario starts, which is a little heavy-handed, but no big deal. Uh, and then it tells you, then it tells you very cleanly you need to destroy these four terminals before the turn six or before all of you are wounded. And it gives you all those objectives right up front, and that's that's pretty much gives you the all the ideas. So let's get to the gameplay and see what's going on. Okay. okay? We take turns going back and forth, so whoever activates, you guys get to decide what what order you activate, because you're going to activate, then I'm going to activate, then you're going to activate, then me. It's going to go back and forth like that. So get ready. Just one of us activates and then you go, or all three of us? Every time you guys activate, I get to activate. Okay. Next. So if you're tough, you can go for it, but you get to decide who goes first. Who's tough? The Wookiee? I'm totally not tough. I'll just tell you I took that you're Wookiee Jedi. down in a practice game. But you're a Jedi. I'm scared. Why you have dreadlocks. Like I'm not. I'm threatening that damn Wookiee. <laughs> okay. If he was on so Sesame Street, what would he, what would he be called? I don't know. 
the Wookiee monster. That's <laughs> 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 terrible. I know. <laughs> so awful. I'm just going to tell you that as a game master, all of my bad jokes receive a pass. It actually wasn't such a bad joke. I mean, I mean I'll just... I, I told it at work the next day. <laughs> you told Wookiee Monster. People loved it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Good. Good. Now, enough of the tease. I mean, we really have to get to the first, the first round here. Uh, Nicole, at this point, has run up with her Wookiee and killed a Stormtrooper on her first turn. And here is my response to that. I will activate... The stormtroopers, who this guy will move to right here, and they're going to shoot at you with their blasters. Just you two have... of them? Yes, just yes, two of them. because I killed one? And good luck with this, okay? Because I get to, uh, while attacking, if they're adjacent to another friendly trooper, you may re-roll one attack die. This is the first attack. That's pretty good, but I don't wow. like this. This sucks. I blocked three. Hold on, we're going to re-roll this one. Gotcha! For All one... Right. One point of damage. One point of damage. Cares. Because I blocked how many? Three. That was Very luck. Good. Here's the second That's one. That's great, kid. Don't get cocky. That's the second <laughs> one. You blocked two. Aw. Okay, so I've hit you once, and I've got a lightning bolt, so I give it uh, plus one damage, so you actually get hit twice. What? I don't like that. So I got three points of damage. Yep. Next activation okay. for players. Okay, now since you activated your little stormtroopers, can you activate them again, or are they done? They're tapped. Okay. Well, how come you don't have one of these little fancy green and red? I'm super cool is why. Weird. No, we're not. Super weird. The Empire has their methods. The Rebels have theirs. The Empire? We do not approve of your methods. <laughs> the Empire calls the strikes. Okay, so... Throwing quotes out on that. <laughs> okay. So, let me talk about the dice in this game. The dice, uh, there's like three different attack dice, and there's two different defend dice. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> one of the, like the main difference between the defend dice is one of them blocks more shots, which is what you're hearing in this one. There, people are blocking shots, and then on the other die, one of the it blocks less like shots, but it, one of the spaces allows you to dodge all like the entire attack. Right. Right. So then you would take zero damage from no matter how much damage they rolled. That was the Jedi die, though, wasn't right, it? Right, the white die. Yeah, see, I didn't have that one. Right. I had the black die. Right. Uh, and what's kind of cool about this, to speed things up, they suggest that the person doing the attack just rolls all of the dice, including the defend die. I and liked that. Which really helped out, because then you're not doing a roll, then a respond roll. You're just rolling it all at once, and it becomes a lot quicker in that regard. Yeah. Because the each die phase can, phase can have multiple symbols. Uh, usually you get either a hit... Or a lightning bolt, which activates a little additional like uh, ability on your card, whatever your uh, weapon card is. And uh, the other effect is... Bleh, what is it? It's just a miss, isn't it? It's just hit lightning bolt or miss, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. So <clears throat> you'll just have these, uh, these lightning bolts pop up, and they do additional effects. Like sometimes they, they can be an additional damage which would be the same as a hit. Sometimes they do, like, uh, piercing damage, which negates armor effects or, uh, I mean, various things. Sometimes it increases accuracy, which is something else. Oh, that's the number can pop up on there as well. Because <clears throat> when you do an, a melee attack or a hand-to-hand -hand attack, 
you you uh, don't have to pay any attention to numbers, but whenever you're doing a ranged attack, yeah. you have to roll numbers that pop up on these die faces as well that equals or supersedes the amount of spaces in between you and the opponent. Yeah, which is also pretty cool. Right, right. So these dice are they're they're pretty dynamic, and yeah. they really it leads it leads to a really cool place where you're you're making decisions about how you want the attack to go based on what's coming up on this die. You're like, oh, I'll use that lightning bolt to add one damage. I'll use this lightning bolt to give me plus two accuracy, so I can hit with the whole thing. And it kind of makes you feel special as a character, right there. It just kind of makes you feel like you're getting a character power, even though all it is is just you know effects of your weapon. Yeah. It's it's just I, I liked how that worked. I really do. Okay, let's let's continue the first turn, Nicole. I need to blow your guy up. So I'm I activate movement on this guy and I move him to right here. Do sound effects. And I'm gonna shoot. <coughs> what is this sound effect? What's that green thing on there? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what? What? Come on. You can say, What's oh my gosh, thing? that is so cool. I, I'm okay if you say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm shooting your Wookiee. What green thing? What are you talking the about? The green thing. That, that, that guy's stunned. Oh. Here we go. Okay. Whoa. This is not good. I did not turn out the way I wanted. I so what is how he? Many? He defended two of three, but hold on a second. Um, I'm going to use my lightning bolt to put a pierce into play. So it gets rid of one of your blocks and you take two points of damage from that. I gotta go to the five spot. I want you to. You're not dying. You're at five of 17. (laughs) You've taken five of 17. Yeah, I feel like you're picking on me though. I will tell you, For this now, is a miniature then, game, and, and, and that success usually comes from focusing your fire. Yeah. Once she's wounded, I'll focus on somebody else. Yeah. Matt, kill something. Don't. See, as a dungeon master of many years, I am absolutely comfortable killing players at the table. It was your <laughs> job to do that. Right, right. And <laughs> I mean, I, I'm very obvi- you know, honest about how I'm going to play this game. I mean, focus fire is an is an absolute necessity in miniature game. And I was the Wookiee, so I was right. the toughest. You pick people who the you pick the person who's going to kill the most of your characters and you kill that guy. Yeah. Or if someone's like a glass cannon, you just take them out. Yeah. You know, if someone can be taken out easily, you just take them out and get yeah. them out of the way. In this case, obviously I said at the top of the game, all I had to do was wound all of you. Now, the game in this game you have two sides to your character sheet. You have a unwounded side that has more endurance and more player powers, and the other side will drop usually at least one of your player abilities and lower your endurance. As and well. make you slower too. You can't you can't travel as far. Right, right. So I mean, obviously, getting the Wookiee wounded early would be a good strategy, right? Yeah, because he's tough. He's he was good. He tough. runs up and starts beating people up, and I don't like that. <laughs> now, <laughs> what would one of our games be without controversy? Not normal, that's for sure. <laughs> right. Well, this is a normal game. Here we go. You take three points. My Wookiee face is sad. You're still over half of your life. It's only the first round. Only <laughs> six to go. Only five to go after this. Matt's second activation. We're, we're limited on our rounds? I said you have to finish before the si- end of the sixth round. Oh, I didn't hear that. Did oh, you hear I, that? 
didn't hear that. I, I mean, honestly, it. we can listen to the recording and it, it, it will head. absolutely <laughs> confirm again that I've I said all of the rules as usual. No. Who are you shooting? Jordan. Don't. I thought miss. that you weren't recording when we went over the rules. Yeah. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I, no, I went over the mission rules after we started. Mm-hmm. I still don't think you said it. I did. <laughs> I did. Three damage. Three damage? Yeah. I'm just going to say, You've did I say it? Yeah, you said it. Yes. And you I didn't hear it. both you girls telling me <laughs> that I didn't say it. Well, you just kind of glom everything into one big sentence and... Very clear. It, we forgot. We, you didn't listen. We were listening, sort of. No, you weren't listening and something important came up, so you blame me for not saying Okay, it. so how many people out there have this same problem where people just don't listen and then all of a sudden it's an issue? Probably everyone. I would so, say everyone. There you go. So you can start leading the charge of listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> anyways, d- despite, you know, rule disputes that are unfounded and, and completely. <laughs> you know, at least we're good sports about it in the end. <laughs> right. So the turn continues, and with my few precious Imperials are getting mowed down by the Rebels, uh, we jump into round two after Matt opens a storage crate and he finds something cool. You don't have to keep it secret. I don't think it's supposed to be secret. It's a shock grenade. Okay. And it says, I can choose a space within three spaces, roll one yellow die, each figure on or adjacent to that space suffers a damage equal to the damage result, and then, that beca- means everybody. And then becomes stunned, and then discard it. Right. That means everybody. Okay. Yeah, yes. but if you aim at this guy... If you aim right here, we can hit Diana, you... too. <laughs> how far away? Three spaces. Three spaces from you, but then how far... What is any, this? What's, honor adjacent adjacent? what's the symbol that precedes it? Just yeah, honor. you have to use an action to do that. Oh. So as an action, you can use a use that grenade. Okay. But, but you're out of Yeah, action. you're out of actions. Because right, you guys wanted me to be greedy. <laughs> it's still your guys' turn. I don't have you anything to activate. I know, he's cheating. I'm a scoundrel. Now you're not cheating anymore. Scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Brianna... So it's, so, because you still can't go, I don't have any guys to act left to activate. So, am I? Mm, huh? In order for me to go through these guys, do yeah. I have to do anything special? No, you can just move right through them. As long as you don't enter their space, you don't take any reduction in movement. So that's one. That's two. No. And then what? And then I'm going to attack this I pray thing. upon your doubt. I would probably move three and then attack it. To I pray upon Ooh. your doubt anyways. This <laughs> yeah. I pray upon uh, your doubt. Just because I'm thinking if on his next turn he uses that grenade, you don't want to be in the shot. I pray upon your doubt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you don't have to roll a die. It's just uh, you get to decide whether you want to be stressed out or if you want to reduce lightning bolts. Um, you can either have, lose your lightning bolt if you roll one, or you can take a stress token. Same thing I did last turn. Why do you only do that to her? You can only do that to one person, can't you? Oh. And, you guys didn't attack me just and, now. And you, you, you did, but I, I didn't think about it. And that thing gets me. a defensive die? It gets you no. Know, it, it automatically defends two hits. It's all. It's automatically already rolled this without picking up the die. It doesn't defend. It's just got 
it's it's sort of defended by my stormtrooper and it's naturally kind of tough. Um and oh no. And goes. um how many stress tokens would I get? One. Just one? Yeah. What I'll do this? a stress token. Oh this my time. goodness, you're stressing me out. <laughs> <clears throat> there you okay, go. Okay, so and I get green and I need a yellow. Oh no, here we go. Here we go. Do a bad job. Do a bad job. Three. Plus you got a lightning bolt too. Two, two, lightning, two bolts. lightning bolts. So that means I can use them as Plus two one more. Damage. So it would be, wait, so five? Minus right, two. two so oh, so three. So it's, it's taken three points of damage and it's still there. It has, it has four hit points, like I said at the start. So you can hear in the middle of that I say, I pray on your doubt. Yeah, <laughs> now a couple times. <laughs> okay, so so all the players have these upgradable items like blasters, and they get these these upgrade cards and stuff like that. The imperial player, this is interesting, <clears throat> gets upgrades as well. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> so when when I do better, I am able to purchase these upgrade cards, and I get one of the cards to start. And there's three different decks of upgrade cards that are sort of thematic. Like one, I, I just know a couple of them right off the top of my head is the uh, one of them. One of them's very like you know uh, troop based, so it's going to bring more troops on the field. One of them is is more like you know mess with the players, which is what prey on your doubt comes from. And I forgot what the third one is from, but the the uh, it's kind of cool that you have these thematic power decks, like that that you know are the counterpart of the player upgrades. Yeah, <clears throat> and so that's what I'm doing is I'm doing prey on your doubt, and it's forces them to do something bad to themselves. Like either I get like an automatic block, like an additional block, or I get a uh, they have to take a stress token. Yeah, and I could do that every round. So after everybody's activated, I get to reset that power and do it again, which is really fun. You know, fun for the Imperial player, obviously, obviously. you know, the the game master doesn't really get much, you know, much, you know, many advantages a lot of times in these games. You know, the players get all the advantages. You're stuck at base level and they get to just kind of, you know, destroy you with with special abilities and hopped up parts. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So at the end of round two, you guys have nearly made it to the door and you've almost destroyed the first of four terminals. Matt opens the crate, and he found a present for show and tell. Let's hear the effect of that. I'm going first. Matt's going first. I'm shot grenading this How dare you? Yeah. Because he has the potential, listeners, to hit three stormtroopers, a imperial officer, and the little thing we're supposed to hit and kill. What is that called? Terminal. Terminal. I'm going to terminate the terminal. Did it work? What is it? Um, it's a damage equal to the damage results, and it become, everything becomes stunned. So everything gets one plus... Or does this apply to anything? No, this? not unless there's lightning effects on that weapon. Okay. So the so, terminal gets blown up. Yeah, everything, everything else takes one damage and gets stunned. And stunned? Ridiculous. It's pretty That's awesome. awesome. That was not. <laughs> that was better, though. And your officer. Okay. Wow. Big turn for Matt. It was. He had four targets with that. Now, crates are something that are placed at the start of the game. 
Right. And they are just sort of, I mean, they're designated by a map that they give you in a book and it tells you what tiles they are. And it's kind of cool because there are a lot of little tiles in this and they all have like a, a coded number, like 2A, 1A and all this, all these different letter and number combinations that tell you what side and what letter that goes with. So it tells you both, you know, both the side and the tile that you're using. And they have, I mean, easily 26 tiles in this, you know. <laughs> This game. <laughs> that's They're, such an odd number for you to just pull out of the air. Well, that's, Sorry. that's how many letters are in the alphabet. Like, <laughs> okay. So well, there's not like an AA tile or a BB tile? I or, think there may be. See, so then there's more than. But the there's a lot of them in there. I mean, this this is really a full box of, of map tiles. And these crates are placed on them. And the crates are, are just, uh, I mean, it's like I said, it's designated right on top of where the map tiles go is where crates go and additional, you know, spaces go as well, like your terminals and your crates. And the crates actually have a special deck that you get in the game and you shuffle these up and you just get to draw them randomly. And randomly he gets this shock grenade Which that stuns awesome. everybody and does damage to everybody. And he, and he actually pulls it off by holding on to it for an extra turn and pulls off four targets, which yeah. is really cool. I mean, that's great. Well, we were able to get, uh, get Brianna out of there too. Right. So that she didn't get hit. I was trying to coax him into to Cause you're evil. bombing I know. Brianna as well, but I he wouldn't thought. go for it. It would have been funny. I, I mean, it, it, I'm not. I think I'm she not would have been you. a little upset. I'm not even going to kid you that in Dungeons and Dragons scenarios, many times someone put off a spell that would affect their own team member just because they needed to do it at that moment. Yeah, and that's when you knew you were doing good gaming. Is when someone will sacrifice like one of their friends. <laughs> this was good gaming, right? We almost got there. Right there at that moment. We almost got Almost, there. I know. Now, ending turn three, the Rebels finally make it to the door. Here we go. I open the door. Okay. Matt opens the door. <clears throat> right, you open the door, and it says, uh, you Rebels hear... Lose. No. <laughs> what? It says Rebels lose. Uh, you, the door opens, and you hear somebody scream from inside, They're here! And Imperial forces shout out as they scramble their defenses. Keep them away from the transmitters. There's a crackle from out uh, from your comm link. Imperial forces on approach. Your pilot contacts you from your transport now circling overhead. The place is going to be crawling with them soon, so get the job done quick. And I deploy an e-web engineer to right here. So he's on the board now. Oh my god! He's got a big gun. He does have a big gun. And I also deploy a reserve of stormtroopers and an extra officer to the storage room. I'm gonna have to like points to do this. No, these just get deployed automatically. Mm -hmm. So they get all deployed in here. So it's like one. Oh, oh God! It's raining stormtroopers. Troopers. It's raining stormtroopers. Troopers. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, so all those guys get uh, are now on the field as well. Okay, so Eweb is not the best name for a troop. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was like. Does that E-Web. mean anything to anyone? It it just sounds like he's like 
one of the Matrix guys or something. I don't know. Is he plugged in? And I don't even know. It, it's it's basically that's that's the name of a stormtrooper with a big turret kind of gun, like a tripoded gun. Yeah, like it would be like an M fifty. And, and real. Right, because I know what that looks like. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I like to add confusion to confusion. <laughs> the uh, So E-Web is, is a tripoded, like, field machine gun. He so looks big it. and bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so the you guys actually call this way early. Like, early on, you say, you can't go in that room, and the door's closed to you. And I said, yes. And Matt immediately just goes... Oh, yeah, because there's going to be more guys in there and all that stuff. And I'm well, like, yeah, it's not like we're going to be able to get through with just a little peasly amount of dudes you have. Right. And I don't think it made it any less dangerous to you guys. Yeah. I mean, still, this guy popping in there and saying, oh, yeah, walk into my machine gun to walk through the door, which is what he does. Yeah. I mean, it's still it still was fine. I mean, even but though you still can't it, hit all of us at once. I mean, it's not that good of a machine. Should gun. have been able to. It's like a machine gun where you have to shoot in one direction and then stop, and then you can move it, and then you can shoot in one direction. This is what it makes, and me... then stop, this and then it... you have to move it again. Right. <laughs> Instead of like putting it on a of. swivel mount. It reminds me of in episode four. They go up into the prison section where Princess Leia is, and they find her, and he's like, "I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you." And he turns around in the hallway, and the Imperials blow a hole in the door, and it's this little tiny entrance. And they couldn't just sit there with a blaster going, pow, dead stormtrooper, pow, dead stormtrooper, because they could only fit, like, one stormtrooper squeezing through this space every time. Yeah. It was, I just didn't understand why they jumped into a trash bin to, to avoid just shooting because one guy at a time. Because it made a great scene. Ridiculous. It's awesome. That, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so things are not going too bad for you guys, though. At the end of round three, uh, things aren't too bad, and you're entering the building, and things get a little worse, but I don't think they would get much worse, right? You think maybe? Usually. Oh. Okay, at the end of the round, in which the first time the door opens, uh, I get to choose something to happen. And I can either choose... To heal Nicole. No, I can either choose to give all the terminals seven health instead of four, or I can choose to lock the door, and I'm going to choose to have seven health instead of four on all the terminals. Okay, can we get rid of the door? Yes, now we can get rid of the door. Thank you. It's just in the way. You just hush it. So all the terminals are are tougher inside, just so you know. Could have sacrificed one guy to lock the door. We're all stuck in here together except for this poor wandering stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> nope, he's outside. He's good. All right, so I spend my two dollars. I spend my two bucks to boost my stormtrooper back up again. So another one comes out right there for this unit. Okay. And it is now back around to your face. All right, so I'm going to just talk a little bit about threat points. Okay. Now, in this certain scenario, and these go up as you, they sort of stair step, step up as you go through the campaign. In this version, of this this level of the scenario, which is the first scenario in the entire campaign book, so we're mm-hmm. not really spoiling the whole campaign. Right. Uh, at this level, I get two points per turn, and I can save them up for more, like, bigger things, like I could bring my probe bot 
that got destroyed. That was what we were doing a, a sound imitation of early on. If, if you kind of recognize that, it's probably the sound effect from Empire Strikes Back on the planet Hoth when this sort of floating black robot with little spindly legs below spindly it. Spindly ones? Spindly. So, <laughs> anyways, that's what you could bring that back in. If I wanted to wait a couple turns, I could build up enough points to do that. But for just a couple points, I can bring in like an Imperial officer. Or I can bring in another stormtrooper. I can do that kind of stuff every single turn. Right. Just for being the Imperial player facing Just a bunch of overpowered because rebels. Because you're you. Uh, you guys are all overpowered. <laughs> the only way to balance it is is threat points. Right. So I get those every single turn, and that allows me to sort of purchase things or save up for bigger things. Because I could actually save up, I think, for an E-Web engineer and put another one in. And he's devastating, as we you know will soon find out. Will we? I don't know. But, Nicole, you actually begin to feel the pressure at the point of this next clip. I'm going to... You can run through my guys. It takes two points to run through. Yeah, but it doesn't do me good. One, two, three, four, right there. Then you could charge and hit this guy with two stress tokens. Can you attack the one I'm standing on? Or yeah, you could do you could do that. You could move to right here, hit your charge, and then attack this thing with your charge attack. No, I can't. Why? They're the there's red thing. No, but right here that you there's no wall. It doesn't extend all the way down there. I can't get there. One, two, two three, three, four, and then you charge, which does I your only entire have three move. Speed. Oh, one, two, three, and then you charge and go one, two, and then you could hit that thing. I'm not trying to help you. <laughs> Just saying, that's possible. And you could be hitting the terminal right now. You can hit the terminal that I'm standing on. Yeah, but you're already there, so... You can take this terminal out. You can go one, two, three, and then you could charge diagonal, diagonal, and hit hers, too. That doesn't have as much defense. It'd probably be better if I get to the other side of the quagmire crap he's got lined up. You want to do that? Just because you're already there. So you can spend one turn beating up the terminal and then opening the treasure box, hopefully. Okay. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to do that. You're going to go one, two, three, and then you're going to do your charge and attack. Sure. So you take two stress to do that, and you get to roll your attack versus it. And I'm going to prey on your doubt as well. So it automatically, did you want another stress or did you want to ignore a lightning bolt? I'll take a stress. Really? Okay. Whoa. So you get to do your... Cleave. Well, you could do your pierce, which will get rid of its one defense. So you'll do all four four damage to it. Okay, do that. Okay. That's pretty good, I don't see what the difference is. Whether I do an extra damage or get rid of its defense. Cause the it cleave isn't insane. an extra damage. That's an extra damage to another person nearby. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. So it's at six of seven. See, I mean, you can tell I'm not completely cold-hearted. That's no, the, you that's, were helping. That's what a game master or dungeon master does. Yes, your job is <laughs> to assist us in getting through the game. Right. As well as making it a challenge and an Here's adventure. the thing. Personally, as a dungeon master... Or a game master. You're playing one person versus a whole bunch of people. Now, is your goal to make a bunch of people not have a fun time over a lot of gaming sessions? Just so you can win? <clears throat> right. No. 
Or do you feel... I mean, nobody honestly, would play. Nobody would come back. they yeah. go, whatever. You're supposed to feel... This is the goal you're trying to reach. You're supposed to feel like you gave them a challenge, made an interesting game, and everybody had fun. Yes. And you need to have fun allowing other people to have fun. Yes. So this isn't like playing Terra Mystica, where the idea is to have more points than the other person. Yes. So helping you is what I'm kind of there to do. But I'm not there to give you the game. You still have to succeed on your own. <clears throat> That's what dungeon mastering is and game mastering is. Yes. You are good at it. I will say that. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so <clears throat> I help the Wookiee out. I, I tell you how to use your power. I help yeah. you use it. I help you do more damage to me than you should have. Than I would fact, have. Yeah. You were pretty negative at at, at at the point that I put all those guys on the board, and you didn't hear that, but you were pretty negative about, like, how, you know, wow, we're not going to make it now. Because you had three terminals left and all these new dudes in the room, and you didn't want to... <laughs> there were a lot of guys in right, there. And right. to get over, like you said, it's kind of like a little curly cue. you got to right. get all the way around this corner, through the door, around another corner. Right. And we'd taken out one terminal so far. Right. And I think I think we, we turned it around and got you a pretty solid turn, got you past a lot of the threats... And I need to talk a little bit about stress tokens in this, okay? So in this game, you take damage and you have a number of wounds. And like I said before, you flip it to the opposite side when your character takes your maximum amount of wounds on that side. And then you get to repeat that procedure again on the other side and take that maximum number of wounds again. Right. Now, something else you can add to this other than wound tokens is stress tokens. And you have a certain number of endurance. And after you've taken the full amount of your endurance, which is significantly less than your health. Your health will be like, like in your case, your health was 17. Your endurance was five. Yeah. So if I'm putting stress tokens on you and I get you up to five stress, which is the maximum amount of your, of your tokens that you can have, which is the equal to your endurance, if you take a sixth token, you take a damage. You take yeah. a wound instead. Because now you're pushing yourself beyond what you can handle. And then also, whenever you go to heal... It takes stress tokens first, then it takes wound tokens. So putting stress people or stress because tokens you have on to people. Heal the mind before you can heal the body. Well, you have to calm down before in rest. <laughs> you know, really reach a resting state before you can actually heal. You have to have some chicken soup first. Right. You yes. have to. You, you can't eat chicken soup after you've just run as fast as you could. You, you're breathing too hard to suck down. Hot soup. No, yeah, that won't work. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, that that's what threat points are. And so so threat points will reduce how fast someone can heal. It also causes ex additional damage as well. It also limits, in some cases, how much people can do. Because a lot of powers they have, say, take additional stress, and then you can do this, you know, extra power. Like the Wookiee Charge, for instance, takes stress tokens. Right. So it's it's uh, stress is another factor in there that that is something that you're trying to balance out with wounds as well. Just just a just a more note about stress right there. So we're ready to start round five at this point. Uh, one of four terminals is destroyed. Matt is wounded. Nicole is wounded, and Brianna is going to lead off this turn. You have to stay alive. Okay. So you're taking Matt. Okay. okay. Because if you get wounded, we lose. Okay. Right. It's now your guys' turn again. Turn five. You got two turns okay. to take out these terminals. You need to heal. You got two of them that are on the ropes. You have three. If she... How does that work? She you have to clear stress, stress first. Uh, what's she doing? 
If she rests? Well, uh, yes, she'll get rid of stress do first. Do I need to do that immediately? She'll get rid of stress, but every point of stress or point beyond the stress she has gets healed as hit points. So if she did it right now, her endurance is five. It's higher than anybody's. Okay. She'll heal all three of those stress tokens plus two wounds for one activate or for one action. For one action. And, and, then, I, and then I still have an action that I can use. Yeah. Still. Right. So right. Then, okay. Okay. Yeah. So do that I and heal all that thing and beat it. And, all three. And, and two, two of, of those. those. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then beat that. Okay, and then I attack the little terminal. Okay. Doodad. And yeah, it just all it has is the one defense still. Do a good job. Do a good job, <laughs> Brianna. Okay, so yup. Yeah. Yep, you blow it up. <laughs> Yay! There you go. Okay. Kaboom! All right, so this is exactly as a game master where you want to be, because uh. <clears throat> It's really starting to get tense. We're getting close to the countdown of uh, the game. So you, six turns is going to be the end of the game. And we're in this position now, in the fifth turn, where if Brianna is wounded, you lose. Yeah. You still you, you still had two terminals. Now you're down to one uh, to destroy. If you don't, you lose. So, I mean, it's it's really starting to build up. Brianna destroys one of those two terminals, and that's that's really good. And at this point, it's really time to take out the scum. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And every the two that are available down here shoot at Matt. They both shoot at Matt. Was gonna get taken out, please, to dinner <laughs> <laughs> for meatloaf. Oh, you oh. defend nothing, and you, you get hit it? twice. Does that take you out completely? No. Nope. No. The other guy shoots at you too. Which guy? This guy and this guy are shooting. Oh. The other guy shoots, and you take three more points of damage. Well, I only had one to absorb. Oh so my god! You withdraw. <laughs> you withdraw. <laughs> <laughs> Scruffy nerf herder. Oh, all right. So we're back around to the reset. Okay. So Nicole, this is for you. Oh, you need oh, that. Yeah, you you need keep to... it. I can't keep it. Why? She has because to pass I it. I have to pass it. Okay. So this token, I haven't talked about it. This this token that she has to pass is this game is another one of these games. Now this has. It plays into that thing that Cole hates, which is it's designed to be a four-player game. I don't hate it. Well, I'm just saying, it's designed to be a four-player game. There's supposed to be four players opposing a game master, so technically it's a five-player game. game, yeah. Right. And they really didn't do anything to balance beyond, you know, that that, that number. So the way that they've balanced it or tried to counterbalance it is, in this case the players get a token that gives them an extra action every turn, but they have to pass that token at the end of the turn that they take the extra action. So one player gets two turns, two players get one turn. So it still ends up four-player turns. Right. In order to oppose So if you were playing it three-player, then you would each get two tokens? On top of it, all of you have a card that says heroic on it that gives you a boost of like three to five hit points. I can't even remember. It was like it was three, three, three hit extra points. hit points per person. 
and to kind of make up yeah, for that missing individual. And if you average out all the hit points of all the heroes, it's like 10 per hero. Truly. <clears throat> well, that would only be nine extra points, though, that we were given. Right, right. Close enough. So we got a little ripped off there. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. the uh, so, so this token she's talking about is that. Now, Matt, as you heard, did die. Then that Poor means Matt. I wounded him, and then I wounded He'll him again missed. until he was he had to leave. Yeah. I guess they, they, said, they say it that, that he leaves the game or he retreats or whatever, yeah. withdraws. He runs into the woods and goes, oh, God, don't hit me. He withdraws from the battle. Don't tase me. Which, because, I mean, Han Solo can't die, you know. Well... Your main characters, it, because it's supposed to be a campaign, they right. can't let him die. But here's the good news. Right before he died, he was able to destroy that third terminal. So it leaves only one terminal at the end of the round five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so on turn six, there's only one terminal left. Do you think you can do enough damage, Nicole? Or do you think Brianna will succumb to her wounds? Let's see. If I go first... Then I can hit that thing twice, yeah. and that's all I do. And if I happen to get it done, then it's done. But if you but die, then we're dead anyway. It has four hit points left on it, and okay. you need to heal. Who has better? No, but that's the last one. Know, that's the it has goal. Four hit points. On yeah, it. but if you heal, if you heal, she's got two shots to attack it four yeah. times. Okay, sort of. Okay. Yeah. Well, we need you to not die. Yeah. You have if you to die, die, we lose. Yeah, if you get wounded, they lose. Yeah. And if you don't take out this terminal in the next three activations, you lose. Three, six, eight. <laughs> Smug. <laughs> what? You guys are having fun. It's supposed to be tight like this. Yeah. I'm liking this. No, it's fine. Well, All right, so you heal? He yeah. Okay. Because I don't think he can take you out. <laughs> okay. Since you healed that many. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. So now he gets a turn, but he only has to activate one guy. Do I? Activate these <laughs> stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> the red stormtroopers. <clears throat> That's only funny because I get to act. When I activate stormtroopers, it's, it's, more it's than considered one. One, one activation, but it, it can be up to like three stormtroopers. Which sucks. No, that's perfect. No, it's not. They're so weak. They're fodder. They're weak. Whatever. <laughs> they There's still fodder. three of them. <laughs> right. I, and I just two at this point. I just wanted to pause the, the sixth turn here because I just want to point out how much strategic planning is going on for the players. And that that's usually a sign of a pretty interesting game. Yeah. They're really talking it they're out. Really they're really having to talk it out. Really trying to make sure they have this sewn up, sewn up and they're collaborating together. Which is, which is what you're looking for in, in one of these games, for sure. I really just love that. So let's get back to the final turn and see how this comes out. Okay. And it is back around to Nicole's activation. Because right. it's not well, mine. I'm going to hit that thing. You will not. You will miss it. <laughs> do a bad job. Do a bad job. Okay, it defends both those. You do one point of damage. Okay. No, you don't. Oh, you have Pierce. Pierce. That's right. So you do one point of damage to it. Okay. And then I uh, get to roll again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You did so, two points. Two. Did you get it up to six? I don't know. I can't see. They're just piled on there. Oh, my goodness. You guys did six points of damage to it. Did you? And you didn't have a lightning bolt to, to do anything with? Uh-uh. So it does not blow up. Okay. Well, now it's your turn. And then I get a turn again. Put me back. Don't. 
Okay. Just throw me away. Went right through that wall, too. <laughs> Terrible. I don't think I can do anything to you. That's what's terrible. Okay, I guess I activate this Imperial officer. I can't really do anything with him. I move him I guess I move him back a spot. I think we can attack this. you. I think you do too. I don't think there's anything I can do. I shouldn't have helped you guys. <laughs> um you defend one and mm. take mm. two points of damage. Nicole. Or actually, I should have been shooting Brianna. Well, you were hitting me, so... I know, I shouldn't have. All right. You rolled my defense die, so... I know. All right, so, so that is all turn. he does. Well, I can choose another friendly figure within two spaces and activate them to move as my second... No, I moved. I moved. Never mind. Okay. All right, so my turn. Yes. <laughs> I prey upon your doubt. I will take a thingy. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you take a point of damage then when you do it. Fine, give me a point of damage. I will take a, do I get rid of these then? No. I don't get rid of these. No. And you, then I still... Who cares? Damage once. <laughs> <laughs> do a bad job. Dang it, you kill it. I yes. Victory. <laughs> okay. Who gets a medal? You um, get a medal and you get okay, a medal. Okay, when the terminals are destroyed... This is what no, it says. Just, like, fell asleep. Their plans are destroyed. That was the last game. <laughs> Their plans disrupted. The remaining Imperial forces fall into a hasty retreat. Nice work. Your pilot grins back at you as you pile into the transport. Place the story mission card a new threat into play. Heroes receive 100 credits per hero. All right. Well, you guys won. Yay. See? You love winning. I do like to win because I hardly ever get to. I love it when you win. Thanks. Now... You're so supportive. I know. <laughs> now, let me just ask what you like about this game. Oh, I hate when you make me go first. Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to start with this. Okay. This game is, this box is full of components. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Yes. Like, I opened it up and I was, you know, you expect, like, most of these games come with a couple tiles and you look at them and you're like, eh, I got a couple tiles. I guess you can kind of make these work. This comes with a lot of stuff. This needs to come with a lot of stuff because <laughs> right. it's really expensive. It is. It, this is a $100 game retail. It is pricey. Right. And I know you're partly paying for the Star Wars name, which already <clears throat> kind of irritates me, but... Come on, pay for it. <laughs> no, they've been paid Everybody enough. who has Star Wars attached to their career is broke. <laughs> I know they can give better discounts, even though it's Star Wars. I mean, I got like a shirt on clearance for like... Four bucks or something. Right. So, come on. Come what on. do you like? Well, I, I I like the I like the maps. I mean, they're interesting to look at. Right. Um, but I have to go with a dislike along with that. They're too tiny. I agree. They're hard to see, and like there was several times when you uh, would get your hand in the way, and I couldn't see what was going on. So then their tokens would end right. up there, and I couldn't tell what they were on. Right. Um. So that was kind of. But the they maps, looked really nice. Right. Um, about the maps, the <laughs> the scale of the maps is a little tiny. Yeah. It's almost like they've blown up the the figurine or the, the miniature on that surface because it would never be that large. No. And they didn't even try to match the size. I mean, they, they have, you know, uh, they've got like what I would consider like a 28 millimeter figurine or like a Warhammer size figurine, which might translate to some sort of understanding to some people listening on a, you know, 15 millimeter map, you know, 
the it's just figs small. needed to be half the size they were right. to fit on the map. Like if they could have these figs, these figs should have been more like, or the maps should have been more like the size of Myth. Myth had good maps for the size of miniatures that it came with. Yeah, I'll agree with that. This did not. This had maps that were a little the, bit tight. Well, even like the base of each figure would go outside of the square. Right. Who does that? Weirdos. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a bad design right, right there. Right. Well, if I didn't say dislikes gonna... yet, but we're in dislikes. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. It <laughs> kind of goes together because right. they're they're really cool, except for that one bit. Right. Now, that being said... All of the components are really nice. The map yeah. tiles look great. I mean, they're they're fleshed out with artwork, and they they fit together really uniquely, and they kind of you know have transitional art at each edge piece, so it fits together really nice. It's just really nice. I mean, and the, all the uh, the miniatures are really really cool. I painted mm-hmm. quite a few of them, and they I look know. nice. And I gotta say, I was glad <laughs> that you stopped where you did though, because like. All of your guys were painted and ours weren't. Yeah. It made them really easy to kind of determine who was who. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell this too. They were, I think the dice are really fun. I mentioned that before in, in, in this review that I really like how they give you those additional choices. And it kind of reminded me of a mechanic that, that role-playing games use called exploding dice, which is usually whenever you roll doubles of something or you roll the maximum number on a die, you get to roll it again and add it again. Or, or in, in some case, if you roll doubles, like uh, Dragon Age has, has this ability, like in the role-playing game Dragon Age, if you roll uh, two matching symbols on these dice, you get to go add those together, and then you get to use those points to like go into this little shopping list of extra powers you can add to this attack, and I, that's what it did. I really liked that ability to, to add these additional abilities, you know, from a good die roll. And not only the players had that, but also the enemies had that. So I was doing the same thing. Are you talking about the lightning bolts? Right. Oh. I love the lightning bolts on the dice. I don't like the lightning bolts. You hate that? I hated the lightning bolts. You're nuts. Do you know why? Because why? my powers were goofy. I had pierce and I had cleave. You had the ability to negate armor or add an additional person to the attack. They both seemed like the same thing. No. One adds two people to the one attack. Adds two people. Or it'll be like you are attacking this guy, but now you're also doing a point of damage to this other guy. That's what cleave is. <coughs> pierce is... Is somebody next to him? Pierce is I negate your armor that's stopping my attack from hitting you. Eh. I just didn't care for those. I guess no, it was because cool. I didn't like the super cool. abilities themselves so much. It's it's one I of the best parts of this game. I'm telling okay, you. I think with different abilities, maybe I would have liked it more. But, but the two I had, I just kept getting confused on what, what my abilities I'm sorry. were. I'm sorry, but they're awesome. Because it didn't seem like <laughs> enough difference. It was like, okay, whatever. It's extra. Yay. So here's something else. Smack him in the head. <laughs> now, we didn't get to go into this, but at the end, you heard me say, we add this card to the campaign deck. And this is actually really neat. There's a campaign structure in the back of the book that tells you story mission, side mission, side mission, story mission, side mission, side mission, etc. And what story missions go in depend on what your, you know, uh, success or failure was in that mission is what your follow-up mission will be. The side missions are actually mandatory, but they're decided upon by the players. And they're usually character-centric. 
So it'll be something like, oh, the Jedi is going to try to go create her lightsaber because she starts off with like some plastisteel rod. Is it a stick covered with duct tape and then spray painted orange? If it was, Neon? I would fight them, but not with a real <laughs> lightsaber. It's too dangerous. The, uh, <laughs> but this is neat. They, they actually give players choices as to where they want to go. Now, yeah. they do force them not to go down the main story path, which is not what a normal role-playing game does. <clears throat> but in this case, they allow them to say, okay, whose side quest are you going to do first? And they give them a deck of cards. As, as characters, you get to look at this whole deck of cards and decide what mission you're going to do next. And that's really cool. That is cool. So, I mean, it gives you it gives you a nice campaign. And it gives you, a, you know, a fairly realistic, you know, representation of what a ro- regular role-playing game experience would be. You know? Yeah. Without too much of the exposition. So, I really like that about this game. Now, the other thing I didn't like about this game is it's not fully co-op. I know because I like you have a game master. Right. <clears throat> I know that I like to be the game master and I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it and I do I do become entertained by other people being entertained. Right. It's just it's just that's in my blood. So but it would be cool if I could be part of the rebel team too. And so you cannot you're saying do that. you want me to learn how to No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I'm saying you. I'm saying the game itself if it was full co-op like Mice and Mystics it would be a little better for me. Oh, okay. That's all I'm saying. Period. Okay. So that's the only thing negative I have about it. The maps are a little bit small, and it's not a full co-op. Now, so let's rate this. You rate first. Okay, how hard do I think it is to teach to a non-gamer? I think that with my guidance, I could teach it to someone almost instantly. I would say it's a two. I think the lightning bolts would confuse the whole matter. I I think that it it wouldn't. (laughs) I think it's about a two. I really do. Yeah, it, it's if not I say super this hard. number is what you use to move, this is the dice you roll, and they're color coded. Here's the dice in front of you. You can see which dice you roll, and you just roll them, and I'll help you work out the results. Okay, so what if you were trying to teach someone to play it without you playing the game with them? Like if I was trying to teach someone over the phone how to play the game? Yeah, like your tech support. <laughs> Because like you've got a gamer, he's never he's never been a game master before, and you're trying right. to teach if, him if how to play the game. The so game that he master can position, it. I would say, is significantly harder. I would say the game master position, and this is true with all role playing games, is like a four minimum. Okay, I'd say a four if you're the game master, a two if you're a player. Okay, that's every one of those games, every role playing game in history, though. Well, because you're you're supposed to, they're not supposed to by. You know, there's supposed to be one kooky guy who can read and retain information, and everybody else just shows up and and, and has a good time. He's chips at your expense. And, he's chips and drinks Mountain Dew. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I say two if you're a player, four if you're a GM. Okay, I would say probably two for a player because it's. I mean, just. It it everything's pretty self explanatory right. on the on the board. It tells you which dice to pick up. Right. Um, that was the other thing I did like about the dice is that they're color coded. Mm-hmm. So while I was rolling like a blue and a green, somebody else right. was rolling two greens, and right. that's really cool. I missed that part. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll go with the two, but I didn't do the GM part, so I couldn't say on that. It, it takes a lot more. Yeah, I would figure it would. You're the referee for the, all the rules in the book. Yeah. But I'm used to that position. That's what you always do. Right. That's I would say a four on okay. that. It's not, it's not, it didn't challenge me particularly, but you do have to, 
you do have to know the rules, and the rules are substantial. Okay. Um, so, how much did you like this game? One okay. out of five. You want me okay. to rate it first? Yeah. Fine. I'll rate it. It's a four. Four? It's a four. Four. Solid game. Solid campaign out of a box. It does give you a nice representation of a role-playing game in a board game kind of setting. And it does it really simply and really, you know, you know, elegantly, really. Okay. I like it. I'm going to say a three. Wow. You're never okay. playing this again. No, I didn't say that, but it's okay. I would never necessarily ask to play it again. Right. But I know that, that I know Matt really enjoyed it. I know you liked it. So, I mean, I would play it again. I think you're going to have to. Well, I'm sure of that. But it's, it. it's not something that I would necessarily seek out. Right. Partly because I'm never big on the whole campaign part. We already know that about me. Right. I don't, I don't like doing the level up my character. I don't like having to remember what happened last time because I have memory problems. So. What if we melted cheese over it? And put it on the game? That would just be a I'm mess. i playing with you. But if, you, if <laughs> you could let me have the cheese block, I would serve it up. So I think it's a four fun. <laughs> Nicole thinks it's a three fun. Uh, both of us agree that for a player, it's a two. If you're going to own this game and teach it, I say four. Nicole <coughs> has, has no, no opinion. opinion because she didn't do that part of it. So, Nicole, guess what? That is Imperial Assault. And that is our episode 23. That's strange. We usually have like another segment or something in between. We're already at two hours and 19 minutes. That's oh, good Oh, jeez. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Let me tell you, that brings us to the end of episode 23, and I hope that the new Star Wars movie lives up to all of your expectations. And I hope that the Christmas list gives you some ideas. I mean, it, it definitely made me check out a few games from your from your selections as well. And as always, feel free to email us at talkaboutboardgames at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter and like our Facebook page or snail mail us at P.O. Box 6943, Lee's Summit, Missouri 64064. Now, we appreciate the reviews that some of you have given. Nicole, What uh, what's come up recently? Well, we got another review on iTunes. Yeah. Which we were very thankful for. Right. And uh, that was from uh, NinjaGamer85. Well, thank you, NinjaGamer85. The more times we get reviewed on iTunes, the more times they list us higher on lists and we were found easier. It's definitely a... Uh, if this this is rated more, then it gets more attention for sure. And we would like that. <laughs> right. Now, our next episode will be on Christmas Day. And I will try to get it out early for everyone that day because you'll be traveling, I'm sure, and you will need something to listen to other than the kids crying in the backseat. <laughs> They've got their iPads and their little TV. They don't pay monitors. attention anymore. They don't cry. I don't think so. They don't cry anymore? No, they don't. It's wow. like. There's, there's like pills people give them and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, don't do that. Now on this next episode, Lucas and Travis return to slam out a review of WWE Superstar Showdown. Thanks everybody for listening. What's that green thing on there? <laughs>